When it cools, it forms into three different layers with three different textures, all from the same mix. How has this never been an X pile? I have such wonderful memories associated with it. I remember my mom making it. I remember family vacations over the summer holidays and Fourth of July, fireworks, America, God, love. That's some jello. I mean, just the cherry flavor. The lemon lime tastes like leprechaun taint. <laughs> Duncan and Darren and Bo come correct. Uh, hey, welcome back, everyone, uh, to Duncan and Darren and Bo come correct. As uh, you may recall from the previous three episodes, this time around, your faithful trio is doing uh, the X Files season eleven. Uh, now up to episode four, almost the the halfway point. Um, before we uh, get into all the festivities. Let's kick it around the table one time to say hello to everyone. As always, uh, we'll start with Darren. Darren, sir. Hey, everybody. How are you guys doing? Um, Always a pleasure to be back. It's only been a couple days since we talked. Yeah. yeah. We've got a little bit to catch up on, but... Uh, You know, look, everybody needs a little time away just for a day from the ones (laughs) that they love sometimes i uh sorry every now and again i accidentally channel peter satara uh <laughs> i can't control it it happened ever since i saw the karate kid but you do it all for the glory of love i do i do um god is peter satara we'll get to the rest of the introductions in a second is peter satara <laughs> the worst thing that ever happened in the 1980s i i mean there was the whole tylenol poisoning thing that was close atlanta child murders that was bad but peter satara just kept putting out music too you know i he's riding that machio wave <laughs> the machio tsunami yeah uh, <laughs> i really need Richard Schmidt for that twist of language. <laughs> the um, Ralph, yeah, but Ralph shout, doesn't work any better. Yeah. Shout out to RGS. The um, Daniel Tsunami. Oh, that's pretty good. Say it, this is why you're on the show. Uh, Duncan, uh, yes. sorry to get to you last as always. I know we always shortchange you a little bit because you I'll always shortchange me, but I'm used to. But about four years into this show now, I'm used to being shortchanged, Philly. I come American. before you alphabetically. That's all. I don't care. You're all American bastards. Die, die horribly. America first. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like honestly, we're having the State of the Union tonight. We could be at war by the time this airs. I kind of hope you are. Kind of hope it's with Scotland. I, if, that's if what this I meant. Show has proved, this show has proved anything. It takes two Americans to take on one Scot. <laughs> I uh, mean, that's it's like the doppelgangers from last week. Uh, can we just like can we just like take a second to 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 reminisce over how well we did as a trio getting through what can only be described as an ultimate fucking shit show of an X Files episode? I was angry 
after watching it. The anger like continued for days. Like nothing good came out of that 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 recording. I thought, yeah, there was some funny lines. Dern was funny as always. He's always fucking funny. About ten new catchphrases that will carry on in the show. I mean, Bo gave us some witty insights and some great impressions. And I try to be positive, which is difficult knowing my demeanor. But let, let's let, let, let's let's just be honest here, like that. Like I am, I am. I famously said on that episode, and and Dern tried to stop me, but you know, <laughs> I went through with it anyway to basically say that you know. Had this not been like chosen by the listeners to record as our group does on these TV shows, I would have abandoned the X Files after last week's episode. It fucking sucked, <laughs> uh, and I'm glad I, that I didn't because, like, I'm starting to think that X Files season eleven has Star Trek the movies syndrome. Like, all the odd numbers are shit, and all the evening numbers are awesome. I could, I could go with that. I'm, I'm very tempted after this last episode to to stop right I, it's I, never gonna be any better than this <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is the high water mark i really really do uh, we still have to wait for my struggle part four which must be out there somewhere though no, that uh, is the name of the season finale oh, if you did not know you, that chris yeah carter. yeah chris carter as <laughs> is like it's like fucking shatner <laughs> screaming can carter Right, just pulling back further and further. Yeah, yes, Chris Carter is the fucking wrath of Can. Not, not the awesomeness of that movie. He is just Can in that movie, isn't he? I'll I'll leave the audience like you, like you left my season nine (laughs) trapped with his within a dead rock, buried alive. Right, (laughs) he's just pacing. You know, Admiral Kirk. Yeah, ah, he's a son of a. This is this is your redemption, isn't it? Season nine, he was like, nah, I'm not finished my story. And they're like, well, you're cancelled. He's like, well, well, at least give me another movie. And he gave us the movie with Billy Connolly, which sucked. You made me hate Billy Connolly, Chris Carter. And he's like, that That's right hard to do. I know, I know the man's a fucking national hero. And um, like, like seeing, see when that man dies, there will be monuments erected in his honour. And um, like, literally, literally, after doing that, I imagine him just devising this fucking huge scheme to get back at everyone that cancelled the show and the, the end result of that is two fucking years of X-Files shows that answer nothing, raise more questions than needed, make us question the love of the characters we grew up watching and just generally shitting all over the legacy TV show it's like some people, it is like what Michael Caine says, some people just want to watch them open <laughs> you think that's Chris Carter? Like Chris Carter is both Kaiser Soze and Michael Caine from The Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, like narrating what he's doing. Um, Joker Soze. He, Joker Soze. That's who he is. That's so. Yeah, there we go. Now that I've got my rant out, can I just say it's good to be back? Used to. I always enjoy spending a bit of time with my American comrades. Thank you, thank you. We look forward to being coming countrymen once we've been uh, taken over. I imagine the. Uh... The invasion will be short and sweet because we haven't passed that six hundred billion dollar defense budget yet. So we've got the weakest military in the world. Well, and, yeah. and, uh, and for, like in fairness, Darren, you're welcome because you are from Scottish lineage. Um, Bo is not. <laughs> no. Bo you can, can visit Bo, us. Bo can, Bo can be on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Let me in, please. No, please, sir, because we don't like you. <laughs> He's Irish, which means he's kind of Scottish, but 
more drunk. Yeah, it's more like Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. <laughs> See, uh, how, come, how come your Irish impression on fucking point, your Scottish impression sounds like a pirate? Uh, I think Scottish not. is harder. I've tried, and yeah, that's why you is. never really hear me. Scottish do it. is the easy. If Gerard Butler can pull off a Scottish accent, anyone can. It's all he can do. Well, it's not Scottish. Scottish is crap. Well, he is. Well, that's not bad. Slightly offensive, but not bad. <laughs> that's pretty much the theme of this show. Slightly <laughs> offensive, but not bad. It's what's going on the t-shirts. Five-star review, iTunes. iTunes. It's probably yeah. going on the t-shirts. Yeah, iTunes, on, on, right. iTunes. Oh, man. That was the, remember, when, remember when Darren come out with that iTunes line? It's the greatest thing ever. I love that line. It, uh, it has rung through the ages, much like, uh, you know, oops, I did it again, or the Magna Carta. Shit, that literally should have been Trump's fucking inaugural. Oops, like, I did it again. Yep. Oh, <laughs> Oops, God. I did it again. I played with your heart, but I did it in a classy way. China. 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 <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> a moment of silence for that cold shiver down my spine. There you uh. Go. Hey, let's. Uh, how about we get down to business for once in our stupid lives? You want to get up to some bee snatch? Some. <laughs> I, I swear, I think maybe you're on drugs. I want to talk to Corinne. <laughs> Is she okay? Is she all right? Let's get down to some bee snatch. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Jesus Mary! All right, uh, Jesus Mary and Joseph. Uh, well go on then um all right so this time in the show folks if you're a a regular listener uh to the ddb come correct uh Mm -hmm. then you will know that we exchange a couple of movies good and bad uh that we like to discuss and uh as per usual Darren always uh, takes the lead. It's alphabetical. That's how it goes. Except for me, because I'm polite. I go last. (laughs) Well, you know, like we talked about last week, I think Duncan and I both watched Mom and Dad around the same time. Oh, bitching. I, you know, I I keep meaning to watch that, and I just haven't had free time to sit down and watch a movie the way I want to watch Mom and Dad. Happily, happily sit down and watch Friend Request, though. I mean, I, no, but I, again, th- <laughs> that is a movie that's on one when I'm at work. That like I don't want to watch Mom and Dad in that scenario because I give a shit about Mom and Dad, <laughs> and I want to watch it and give it a uh, like a real uh, attention, not just like every five minutes going like, oh, that doesn't look good. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, I do want to watch it. I, I may catch it tonight within by the time that we do another show i will have i will have seen it because it is that thing that is like the next time i've got 90 minutes where i'm not recording or editing or cooking i'm gonna watch that movie (laughs) and i mean meth of course not food always always (laughs) with your sidekick jesse (laughs) he uses the b word a lot yeah (laughs) bruschetta (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I've told you about that. I'm like again with the bruschetta. He's like, I love it. It's like toast, but there's some cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jesse, just look. Can we just cook meth? <laughs> um, 
but uh, I would say since we already covered that, uh, the the good I would say was I watched a, a futile and stupid gesture, Ooh. which is the story about the co-founder Doug Kenny of uh, National Lampoon magazine and the Empire, who uh, that, famously died by suicide in Hawaii. Yeah, uh, what Harold, Harold Ramis said. Uh, I think he fell looking for a place to jump. But don't. Sh- <laughs> that, uh, that it's a good line though. Yep, that's a good one. <laughs> Uh, that's a hell of a movie. I would definitely recommend that. I'm trying to think who's all Will Forte, Martin Mall. Is it was directed by David Wayne of uh, the State and Wet Hot American Summer fame. Mm. At least I think that's what he did. Yeah, I think that's right. I'm a. I haven't watched the last Wet Hot American Summer that they put out, but oh, the, I, I kind of felt ten the years later. Strong. Yeah. And I, I, at some point, I'll get around to it. Like, I find all that stuff. I thought the the original movie is still one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen. Yeah, the the movie was great. There Of the two spinoff shows, I would say one is okay, and the other one I've already forgotten about. Eh, yeah. But, God, man, when, uh, what's his name? Is it Christopher Maloney? Who's, oh, who's the, playing the, the cook? The chef? Yeah. Yeah. When uh, he is just like dollied off of the scene, clinging <laughs> to a refrigerator, inexplicably, it was like, man, I this movie is ridiculous, and it has my heart. I I can suck my own dick. <laughs> just his like his conversations with the canopies. I mean, all that stuff I just find wonderful, and uh, and, and also of course the. Hey, let's go into town for the day. Mm. That turns into Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> the can of peas is in the ten years later. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, okay. See, everything's blended together, man. Time is a flat circle, as we have discussed on this show before. Um, I'm not sure. And it, it goes back and forth. There's a weird side running thing where David Wayne or Michael Ian Black and Michael Showalter. Play George Bush and Ronald Reagan. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, in a plot to take over the camp for nefarious reasons. It's, it's, it's them. Right? You know, it's their. Yeah. They're getting back to what? Haven't had th- this much fun since somebody stuck their balls in the mashed potatoes or whatever the line is from yeah. uh, the state dinner party. You better put your ass in that that pudding, boy. <laughs> still, still one of the greatest things to ever happen to television. You may ask yourself, where did they get all that pudding? Shh. Don't wear your pretty little head about it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> and the bad, I would say, was probably... I've got a small child in my house sometimes. Uh, well, it's terrible it's that you say about your small child. <laughs> we watched no movie, movie, just him. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing I've seen was him enjoying a movie called Monster Trucks. Oh, about... I've seen that movie. Yeah, that's I, I, maybe I'm spoiled because usually he says he wants to watch Big Trouble in Little China or Gremlins. China, 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 China. Once we build the wall, there won't be any any trouble with China in Little China or Big China. 
Oh, speaking of walls. I can't again. I can't wait to talk about this this episode. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> sorry. All right. All right. So, uh, what about monster trucks? Other than it's terrible, and why did they do that? Yeah. Well, what is it about? What is it about the fact that monster trucks is a terrible movie? And both said the sentence. So I've seen that. <laughs> Should right. surprise anyone out Right, there. Duncan. No right. That's why I do it. I mean, how can you not watch a movie that was put together by Nickelodeon and Paramount or whoever was the other famous company? Is it Paramount or Universal that joined up with Nickelodeon to make monster trucks? You would think it was Universal. Universal and Nickelodeon have had a longstanding deal. Uh, One one would think, if I had to put money on it, but I don't know for sure. I'm talking out my ass. (laughs) It's the best way to talk about that kind of movie. That's but right. that movie doesn't make... All right, the physics of the film don't make sense. There is no way that tentacles or not that they are generating that much torque. I have... <laughs> We've done the tests. Okay. I, have, I have consulted engineers at Duke University who have said to me, leave us alone, we're not watching that movie. <laughs> I think defense rests. <laughs> There's some great people in it. I guess they just needed some paychecks. Uh, isn't like Dermot Mulroney or Dylan McDermott? One of them is in it. it one of them, um, not Brad Pitt. The, the Taylor uh, Kitsch. The guy, the Channing Tatum, we don't like. <laughs> the, the guy that was in Parks and Rec. <laughs> Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, right, right, right. Rob Lowe's in it. The the guy from Mindhunter plays the the crooked security guy. Almost Jared Padlecki plays the main character that's not CGI'd. It's yeah, it's thankfully a movie that I will not be watching anymore, so was the kid into it? Talking about it, I'm fine to stop. Yeah, I, I, I let's let these monster trucks rust in the junkyard. Oh, nice! And nice. eat all the oil. Yeah. Oh god, it's just don't make no sense. Darren is my problem with the movie. Um, Duncan. Yes. Good and bad from you in any order you choose. Uh, we'll swing out with the goods. Um. I was speaking to Darren about this. I want to say it was last night. Uh, finally got a chance to check out Atomic Blonde. Because I've been picking off some yeah. Yeah, some non-genre stuff. I'm going to be controversial on this show. Atomic Blonde, better than John Wick. So there we go. Mic oh, drop. you're out of your goddamn mind. I'm not out of my goddamn mind. And I'll tell you why it's better than John Wick. Because Charlize Theron, when she gets hit, actually looks like she gets hit. Acts like someone that has been hit. And the choreography in the fight scenes is better. I look. I will agree with all of that, but you've got to get through an hour and forty minutes of who gives a shit to get to the fifteen minutes of fight scenes in the film. And John Wick, at the very least, is like, you know what we are? We're an action movie, and that means you're going to see a lot of action. I think you watched a different. Were you at work with this in the background and not paying attention? No, no, no. I was shitloads of action. All the way there, through Atomic Blonde. Shitloads. Loads of fight scenes. Not. Like There's like literally a fight scene within every 10 minutes of that movie. 
Maybe so. I was just so bored by everything that was going on. Bored I like by all the action in the movie. I I like. like... You're a chauvinist, and you don't like female action stars. We've got to the bottom of it on the show. Finally, on <laughs> EDB, we've got to the crux of the matter. Bo doesn't like women. I'll have to weigh in next week, because I haven't watched it yet. Like, I, believe, yeah. I believe it makes sense when I saw you, you walk around with that like, we walked around with that t-shirt on that just said, women are good for two things cooking and riding. That is literally what Bo's t-shirt says. He is offensive on so many. Bo, get off this show. <laughs> but keep on the show because you're recording it and you're editing as well. We need that. Now. Yeah. Like, like, oh, of... I don't know how you try can to do this up. show with two people. I don't know how you. <laughs> this show would not work with two people. Mathematically, does not work. It needs to work with all three of us. And there is no show. It right. So you can take all your pot shots at me that you like. Uh, <laughs> the fact uh, that I was briefly married to uh, Gloria Steinem. <laughs> I, I i think proves my credentials and she divorced me duncan because it was her choice she divorced so how do you like that because you loved her too much i um, was it was like i was doing a job interview where i was like i i'm too reliable and too into customer service those are my big flaws <laughs> i don't know why you're asking me this question but if i could be any fruit i would say banana and you know why um yeah. so- <laughs> The safe word is. <laughs> but um, no, I'm, I'm being 100% serious. I think um, casting-wise, it's better casted than John Wick. I think Charlie Theron is better. Like, I, I, just, I, I just think... I think Keanu Reeves is really good at what he does in John Wick, but it's one-dimensional AF. I think Charlie Theron has a bit of depth to her character. I really enjoyed the story. Loved the setting. Uh, thought the soundtrack was fucking amazing. Um, loved the idea of it being set just before the wall comes down in Berlin. Um, loved the kind of the, the, the kind of funkiness of the the actual title designs and stuff. Thought the action se- sequences were absolutely incredible. And you've got James McAvoy who is fucking amazing. John Goodman who's fucking amazing. Toby Jones who's fucking amazing. And yeah, I, I, I struggle to think out with Ian McShane who's a man that I dearly love and wish to this day he would read the letter that says please adopt me. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like out with that, I can't think of any cast members at all in John Wick that do fucking anything. It's just, and, and I'm, I, I like John Wick. I think John Wick's, I should prefer John Wick 2 over John Wick because I like the idea of them expanding out the, the mythology. And if I had to compare the two, I'd say John Wick 2 is better than Atomic Blonde. But I, I, I as it stands just now, even though the director technically did John Wick and then did Atomic Blonde, so it's the same guy, um, I think he nailed it with Atomic Blonde. I thought it was an excellent action movie. And there were a couple of fight sequences in that where I genuinely, my jaw was on the floor watching what they'd done. Um, and just, like, the effects. Like, she looks like she has had the shit kicked out of her. And she acts accordingly. Um, John Wick, not so much. Um, so, there we go. Uh, swinging it on from my good. Uh, let's go to the bad. This is a movie I genuinely thought was going to be great last year um, because the pedigree involved in the background should make this movie incredible. Just like, just, just when when you sit down and you work through it, just like fr- from start to finish, you have Thomas Alfredson directing it. This guy did Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which is a fucking phenomenal movie. 
Mm-hmm. Did this little, little movie called Let the Right One In. Don't know if you've ever I heard of it. I've not seen it. <laughs> no, nothing about it. I've never heard of it. <laughs> I <laughs> wish they would remake it. I, I hear it's the, it's the, oh, Let the Right One In could be the official biography of Wilford Brimley. <laughs> They're all right. Let them in, goddammit. <laughs> um, it's, it's also based on um, The Snowman, the novel by uh, Joe Nesbo, which I think is, once again, it's a fucking great novel, if you're not read a really good mystery movie. Stars this little guy who tends to do occasional good roles by the name of Michael Fassbender, who, like, once again, I think can do no wrong. Even in the worst movie, I still think Michael Fassbender's a great actor. And somehow when you put all these things together in this little movie called The Snowman, what you get is an awful movie. I mean, it wasn't even just... I thought, like, people had overreacted to it because the trailer looked so bitching that maybe it let some people down. So, as usual, the internet overreacts to compensate. So it's like, you know, when Mother came out, and Mother didn't meet some people's expectations, so instantly was raised as being the worst movie of 2017. And I was like, no, 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 no. Bo watched all those movies, and he's not watched Mother yet, so it can be the worst movie of 2017, because <laughs> Bo would have watched it already. Because um, that's how I judge bad movies now. Um, I love you, Bo. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just, like, I don't know where this movie went wrong, and I know he's come out and said, although I get sceptical nowadays when I hear directors come out when the initial reviews come out and say, oh, studio involvement, because I'm like that, would you have said that if the people had come out and said it was a great movie? Probably not. You would have taken the credit, you dick. It was Um, all me. It was all my idea to create a disjointed narrative that doesn't work and make me hate Michael (laughs) Fassbender? Like, the movie is bad. I mean, like, right across, there's, there is no likable character, which you kind of need in a movie like this. You need at least, like, even if you're a dysfunctional cop that you're following around is trying to save the day, you must kind of have to try and on some level at least kind of like him. Nah, maybe doesn't attempt to do it. The setup for the killer is pretty shit. Um, yes, I had read the book, so I knew who the killer was. That being said, though, I imagine if you were sitting down cold watching this movie, and that's a snowman pun, um, if you were sitting down... <laughs> watching the movie called, you would pick out who the killer is really, really, really quick. Um, the killings were not as good as I thought they were going to be. I mean, you have a killer who's walking around with a modified like version of a garage, very similar to what Argento uses in Torso. Uh, by the way, Torso is a better movie, this, and Torso is a fucking mess. Um, the, no, it, you, you know what? It, it kind of reminded me on some level, aesthetically, of that American remake, Fincher's remake of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, um, oh, okay. which was, like, totally disappointing because the Swedish one was fucking bitching. And then we got this one, I was like, oh, that, like, good cast in it, this is going to be brilliant. And I watched it, and I was just like, meh. And this is kind of what this movie is, a whole lot of meh. Um, the ending is a fucking mess. Like, absolute the last 15, 20 minutes of this movie does not have a clue what it's doing. It is like a small child that has wandered in half asleep in your bedroom, <laughs> thinking it's a toilet, whipped at his wang and started pissing on the wall. It is like, it is just a, it's a terrible movie. And like really, 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 really bad. And I don't know how with the pedigree, uh, J.K. Simmons is in the movie. You know what I mean? Like you have, you've, you've got good actors that have signed on board 
to do Toby Jones again. Val Kilmer in probably the best Val Kilmer role of the last can we say 30 years? I kind of feel like we can say 30 years in that he has two words of dialogue and he kills himself. Um, <laughs> well, he doesn't kill himself, he gets killed in the most bitching way. But, um, yeah. He's alright in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, yes, yeah. He's the, that's the last good movie that Val Kilmer did. In fairness, I don't think he does m- many movies anymore. I don't know how much makeup they actually put on him or prosthetics either, but he did not look well in The Snowman. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> doing all well. Plays plays an alcoholic cop, and I'm just saying that maybe they didn't have to do much in the way of method acting for that one or character development. I don't think you had to ask what his motivation was, if you know what I mean. I think he was already there. Um I now I'm just picturing like a bloated Val Kilmer. It's something weird. Um, he's a skinny bastard, but his face looks like he's just been on the booze for like forty years. He's got chin blossoms all over his nose. <laughs> yeah. But like kicked back on the motel room bed with a bottle of whiskey in one hand and only a pair of slightly stained tidy whities on, <laughs> in a character. telling the girl that uh, he met at the bar the night before <laughs> to get him a Kit Kat out of the vending machine before she takes yeah. all. <laughs> hey, hey, Ice Man wants a Kit Kat. Yeah, I was, I was fucking Batman. That rubber nipples are massive. Uh, Bat- Batman <laughs> wouldn't mind a blowjob before you take off, Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> Let me introduce you to my Dark Knight. Uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Look look who's awake. I guess somebody somebody fired up the bat signal. <laughs> it's just like, 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 it's just not a good movie. And I don't know. It's one of these rare occasions where... On paper, everything about this should work. And it should be really... It's not a difficult story to tell. That's the, that's the interesting thing. It's a fairly linear book that, you know, isn't too difficult. So all you have to do is make a good murder mystery thriller, which, you know, when you've got the source material there, it's not, it's not hard to do, really. Um, but especially when you're fucking Thomas Alfredson, um, but apparently it was... And I don't know what happened here because he did kiss, he did kiss, kiss, bang, bang. No, he never. Um, he did um, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which is a fucking incredible espionage uh, mystery thriller. That's how you do that movie. Just do that movie again, but set in Norway and fucking put a killer that likes to build snowmen in it. It's not difficult. It is bad. It is really, 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 really bad. I keep stressing how really bad it is because I keep thinking that Bo will tell me next week he's watched it. Um, <laughs> but trust me... That's I, the, that ain't the kind of bad I'm looking for. Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. As, as much as I did not like Gunwoman, I did not like Gunwoman, I would watch Gunwoman before I watched Snowman again. Yeah, sure you would. Yeah, and I would never watch Gunwoman again because it was bad. Um, but yeah, it's like... It's, I don't know, like, someone needs to sit someone down uh, and do some, like, the old uh, kind of matchsticks under the fingernails and interrogate the fuck at them to find out what we... <laughs> they need to open their X-Files on this, people, um, and, and find out what the fuck went on with that, because it is... Uh, force, force feed them the key lime flavor of Goopo ABC. <laughs> See? See? Uh, do you know what that is, Bo? I I do. That's, That's real. Frosting on the dare and shit. Every fucking day, man. Every fucking day. Yep. 
Uh, we have him on the show. That's we twice. say it. It honestly, if either of us died, Duncan, yeah, the show would continue. It would have to. Like, all the best lines and all the best characters have come from there, and we just kind of ride those coattails uh, and have been doing successfully now for about three and a half years. So let's not. All the way. All all the way to the top of iTunes. Yeah, all the way to the top of iTunes. I just let you know that one of the checks did clear for with the customers today, and a proud owner of 12 ferrets. (laughs) Nice. Ah, Nice. Nice. 12 ferrets sent to Dare Dunk Boko. Um, and it's 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 kind of it's kind of amazing, kind of amazing. Bo, what have you been watching, good and bad? Um, I I'm just gonna give a quick shout out to the bad because I talked about this on Morbid Monday, but I really dug that Unfriended movie. Uh, we talked about that. That's uh, a good movie. The, yeah, I think it's yeah, I, it's not a great movie, but there's there's a lot in that movie to enjoy. So, um, yeah, yeah, I th- I think it gets that social media horror stuff mostly right. And and so when I heard uh, about friend request, I was like, "That's a different movie," and <laughs> and it turns out it is. And then I watched it, and I was like, "Yeah, that is a different movie in that it's bad <laughs> and unfriended <laughs> is entertaining." Yeah, it's it's just real real dumb uh, and real obvious. Like everything that happens in that movie. Um, is in, completely telegraphed, except for the one thing in the movie that doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> Something that could have uh, benefited from a little bit of extra explanation. Right, it was, yeah, it was like uh, somebody read the script, uh, assumedly a second draft, and said, hey, I knew everything that was going to happen in this movie at about page 15. Oh, no. Yeah? <laughs> How about this? <laughs> well, so one of her friends just decides to become a murderer. Uh-huh. <laughs> huh. And make any goddamn sense. Uh, and that's how I felt. Uh, <laughs> along with our fictional script consultant. Um, we both agreed that that didn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> So don't don't see friend request, see unfriended, but you might accidentally see friend request because you'll think they're the same movie, but they're not. Yeah, I, they, I, uh, after you were talking about this, I checked even the cover art for right, both those movies right. are scarily alike. When I put uh put it in my notes, like, hey, I want to mention this on Morbid Monday, I wrote unfriended initially and was like, <laughs> No, not that one. That's the good one. That's the good one. And that's another fuck you to friend request for making me confuse this shitty movie mm-hmm. with one I kind of like. Mm-hmm. It's like it, uh, Atlantic Rim all over again. <laughs> oh, I, well, I would never confuse those two films. Well, it's, clearly, it's, it's, Atlantic Rim is superior. It's like it's like the sort of guy that would sit down and watch a movie like Ouija, dislike it, and then say, "You know what? You know what might be better? The Ouija experiment." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, like what? What is it called? Ouija happening? <laughs> Ouija I haven't seen that there. one. <laughs> what you doing over there? What you doing over there? What they'll do is they'll finally come out with the movie that finally drives me away, and it will be called the Insidious Ouija Conjuring. Like I, had... <laughs> and I'll be like, I don't know. 
Well, they're that already talking, a little baroque. They're already talking about doing like Blumhouse are already talking about some sort. It of, was a um, insidious, a sinister crossover. Yeah, insidiouser or whatever they're going to call it. Yeah, no, I'm just going to put this out. Sinister. I'm just going to Sin- put this out to, to Blumhouse. That's a bad idea. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's real stupid. Yeah. Knock it off. Don't don't do that. Uh, I will say this though. I was at the gym two days ago and I was running on the treadmill and then all of a sudden I was struck by. Um, inspiration, and I was like, "That if ever was a man to make this movie happen, is my good buddy Bo Ransdell." So I like, I was sprinting on this treadmill, and of course, as you're sprinting on a treadmill, you can't help but imagine that you're in Baywatch. You just can't help but I'll be ready. <laughs> like that was like, like, I thought for a second about taking my top off, and then I realised no one in the gym wanted that. Um, but I don't know why it came into my head, but I was like, Baywatch. And then I started thinking about big mo- Bigfoot movies, Bo. And then all of a sudden I was like that. Bay Squatch. Uh-huh. Bigfoot goes to the beach. Hunts down uh, some life, life uh, lifeguards. Bay Squatch. Bay Squatch. Come on, is that not a fucking great idea? It, it is. Well, this uh, script tells me. It, it's it's kind of a... You see that... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't as good as i thought it was gonna be look i the thing i don't want to tell you is that i've seen bay squatch three uh, no. that's how far back you are yeah um no. all over again I, I i like the idea <laughs> i think uh i don't know should it should it just be bay squatch should there also be zombies no just like think about it. bay squatch right and they can track him because of his giant footprint in the sand. It's a loose remake of Humanoids from the Deep. Yeah. <laughs> only with Sasquatch's yes. eye. Just one, no, just one Sasquatch. Just one. It's B-Squatch, uh, not B-Squatches. Doesn't make sense. But no, Sasquatch can be plural. It's not Sasquatches. I don't it's fucking Sasquatch know they're like not real. <laughs> sorry, for, sorry, for getting, sorry for getting a fictitious fucking animal's plural fucking name wrong, but... Not apology accepted. <laughs> Unbelievable, honestly. I'm over here taking our jobs, taking chairs. Uh, yeah, like, Sasquatch. Yeah, you mean it's another one of these American things that clearly been ripped off by the Scottish. We had the Loch Ness monster. Oh, let's do like let's let's have a let's let's have a Bigfoot. Uh, I, my favorite name for the Big Feet and Sasquatch. Uh, that's right. The plural of Bigfoot is Big Feet. Um, I like uh, I like the name Skunk Apes. I like I like oh, the name, yeah. I like the name Harry. Harry is good. Get out of here! <laughs> Fucking t- nobody wants you, Harry. Every time, right in the heart, bro. Right now, that's that movie would almost make me cry. Almost. <laughs> You'll be in my heart. Don't try it. We've Let's we've got the uh, the Ohio Grassman here, the Ohio Grassman. Yeah. This linking back to this conversation you were talking about earlier on, where you said your neighborhood smells of weed constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you call the, gra- <laughs> the Grassman <laughs> when the Grassman testifies. <laughs> For some reason, whenever the grass man comes, there's just an abundance of Reggie and Bob Marley. <laughs> oh, sure. It's just nothing but Dave Matthew Band live albums. 
that stuff. It's like they're, here's uh, a 14 minute version yeah. of "Don't Drink the Water," and you're like, "Oh Christ! So for some, what did I do? For, oh, oh Jesus!" For some reason, what, what was that I can hear? The extended version of Rush's Tom Sawyer. <laughs> I would put a bullet between my own eyes if you trotted out a version of Tom Sawyer that was. 18 minutes long. Oh, I would listen to it on fucking repeat, man. Get that keyboard bit and give that the guy keyboard player a fucking 17 minute solo, and then that song is almost alright. Getty Lee's voice is somebody raping me in the ear. I don't know what you're on about. I I don't like Rush. I never have. And Rush doesn't like you. There we go. I know. Like, I. It's one of those things where, like, I appreciate that a lot of the music is really good, but as soon as Giddy Lee starts in, I'm just like, I gotta, I gotta punch a, a dog. That's <laughs> I can't, I can't let happiness continue. Right. Speaking of punching dogs and happiness, um, like particularly in the happiness, what movie did you watch that made you happy? Then, oh, hey. Uh, uh, I'm going to talk about this a little more on uh, the next episode of Hero Hero Go Show. I love how he does this watched... now. Like, all the time now when he goes to talk about a movie, he only gives you like a little snippet of it and then tries to link it to his other podcast. As if he's, he's trying to steal our thunder, Darren, and I'm not having it anymore. Yes. We're putting our foot well, fucking... Let's dive in. It's that time I got all night. Two-thirds of this what? show demand that you fucking spill the guts. Uh, Godzilla Raids Again. No, keep this the... short. Keep it short. <laughs> it's the second film uh in the the original like Godzilla Showa series. Um a direct sequel to Godzilla uh where they fucking killed Godzilla spoilers at the end of the 1954 film Godzilla he <laughs> dies. So, eh, sorry if you haven't made it to that one yet. Um pound sign so, alert. <laughs> right. Hashtag didn't exist back then. <laughs> right hashtag not real yet um the only way you could spoil that movie was right on the bathroom wall <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> someone someone in there taking a dump looking at the wall going oh no he dies at the end <laughs> fuck i'm not wiping who took the time to do this right and how did they know i was gonna watch that <laughs> I've been telling my wife, Janice, we should see the original Godzilla. I have no idea how it ends. Janice was always like, no, no, Gilmore Girls this. <laughs> Riverdale that. Oh, Riverdale. Um, no, Godzilla Raids Again is a really rocking sequel in that it introduces the idea of Godzilla fighting another monster what eats people. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, Anguirus, uh, which is basically just an ankylosaurus that's got kind of a bad attitude. Yeah. It's also the and name of a rash on your ankle. Anguirus? Yeah. If you're suffering from Anguirus. <laughs> <laughs> what, what could they Called use? Called Dardunboco. Yeah. Dardunboco. That's right. Well, how much will it cost you to, to have that solved? Three ferrets. Three ferrets? I like that. I'm going to see three ferrets and a pony. Yeah. And there that's all. Go. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna Whole say one monkey's paw. <laughs> one monkey's paw. Yeah, let's fuck, so, <laughs> fuck the ferrets and the pony. I want a monkey paw. <laughs> yeah, with three wishes. All, yeah. Ah, uh, 
I'll take one. Yeah, yeah sleep, well, you really need two. and one pony or one lump sum of a monkey paw. Yeah. Yeah. You really need two fingers on that monkey paw still up because you got to unwish the thing that they fucked up the first time you wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you send us one of them one finger monkey paws, you're getting it right back. That's yeah. right. It's a return to cursed. Middle finger up. <laughs> Hey, this monkey's paw only has one wish and a bad attitude. <laughs> Coming this summer to Netflix, monkey paw. It's naughty paw. Naughty paw. <laughs> I, boy, I hate it since since Henry, our young child, died. Maybe we should wish him wish him back. <laughs> naughty paw. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, it, Lewis. Sometimes that is better. <laughs> Sometimes monkey hands should be whole. That's right. Not just a paw. Here, Lewis, That's uh, where they get cursed. Lewis, uh, how many fingers on that monkey paw? Uh, two fingers? Two fingers? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a two finger monkey paw. Straight up. <laughs> Oh, the magic that happens <laughs> on this episode every single week when the three of us get together. Uh, but yeah, Godzilla Raids again is great. Well, and and the thing uh, for realsies that makes it good is that where the first film is very much about, um, you know, the the horrors of Hiroshima and Nagasaki and the atomic bomb and yada yada. Like, we've covered that ground. Uh, Godzilla Raids again is much more about the refugee experience. You know, it's, it's people, it's sort of like, Hey, Godzilla rolls in and busts shit up, but then what, you know, like how do people know what I thought you were going to say? I thought you were going to say Godzilla like rolls in, you know, busts it up, then realizes he's done wrong. Joins the red cross for care packages, starts building houses. Right. He's just using his, terrible t-rex arms to like <laughs> no godzilla i said <laughs> godzilla you're bad yeah right like you know he's just trying to help and it like turns a little and his tail knocks over a church <laughs> you know godzilla he <laughs> kind of shrugs yeah right <laughs> um i did it again it was just an image that flashed in my head like, like oh, so, so uh, no continue so uh, that's quite interesting that because like i've i've seen the first one i've seen the original i don't think i've seen any of the original run beyond that first one yeah it, it's really good uh you know it's not nearly as good as the original godzilla of course but it's still pretty good and uh in addition to the monster fighting which you know it really until they turn color a lot of them monster v monster movies aren't great in terms of the effects and whatnot like you can see a lot more of the seams and all that but not that you know the original godzilla i would argue is really well done effects and uh even if the guy in the suit bothers you like the miniature work and all that stuff is great and Godzilla Reads, again, feels a little cheaper than that, uh, but it still has some really good moments, and uh, 
like I said, there there's so much significant about it mm-hmm. uh, that it's uh, it, it, it like I had such a great time watching it. My man Yamane from the original Godzilla, the professor, rolls back in uh, to his, let everybody know his, what's up. Is that his name? Or Yamane? Did, or did, yeah. No, right. I, I thought that was his full name. I thought he said his name was my man Yamane. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, but you said my man Yamane. Yeah, That's my man Yamane, yeah, right, so. who in the in the original movie was the guy that was like, "Hey, yo, we got a Godzilla on our hands. Yeah, we here. got a Godzilla here, <laughs> right? <laughs> and <laughs> we got one." That's a pretty good, pretty big Twinkie. Uh, yeah oh tell him about the twinkie um so (laughs) so yamane in the first movie was that guy he was like here's what what's what's going down with godzilla in the in the city and in the second movie they bring him in to be like hey we found another godzilla and he's also got this ingiris motherfucker with him too and they're both headed for osaka so Yamane, last time you really helped us out, what do you have for us? And he's only in like one, maybe two scenes in the whole movie. And he's just like, I got nothing. I got nothing. We, the thing we used to kill Godzilla the first time, we ain't got that anymore. I don't know. And they're like, you got like any ideas? And he's like, nope, not a one. I am. Between these years, there ain't a Godzilla thought. I have no idea how to stop this. We are fucked. He's those guys. He's, his response is like those guys with the Afro Coleman space balls. We ain't found shit. Yeah, it really is. Like it, it, it made me laugh out loud how quickly he was like, I can't do shit for you. Like we, we barely stopped him last time, and now there's two of them. We're. D- I mean, have you made peace with your god? <laughs> yes. My advice is concluded. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's great, man. Godzilla reads against rad. I love that movie. Oh, oh that was amazing. <laughs> All right, so we should probably talk about the X Files. Uh... How you keep the show name going? He's, he's like he says it so sadly. Like last week when we said we're going to talk about X Files, we bounced in enthusiastically into one of the worst episodes ever, and this one is legitimately fucking awesome. So let's let's bring it up, Bo. A bit of levity. Don't leave me and Darren carrying all the weight, as per usual. I'm afraid. Oh, you're afraid. Uh, I am. I'm very afraid <laughs> because it's the problem is. Uh-oh. That this is a great episode. It is a great episode. But how many are... And uh, six Six. after this one? I thought it was a ten. I thought it was a ten run. This is the fourth episode. Uh, Oh, right. Sorry, I thought you you meant there was six in the season, which meant there was only two. And I was like, that doesn't seem right. Yeah, so there's still six to come after this. And we've had two... Like, the ratio so far of good episodes to bad... It's too good, too bad. So it's fifty-fifty. Yes, uh, it, we are fifty-fifty. But then I think Chris Carter's going to get way more involved oh, later on. Yeah, fuck that. Right, <laughs> but 
Uh, so my concern is that the the episode itself is so good that it doesn't lend itself as well to uh, like the three of us going bananas about it. Right. I it see what you're saying. Yeah. It it is harder to say nice things about things. <laughs> so, Better <nice>. yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, isn't that nice? He's nice. He's nice. Nice. Um, but in the, in this case, we were talking about episode four of season 11 entitled the lost art of forehead sweat. Yep. Now this is written and directed by a gentleman named Darren Morgan. We love this guy. Whenever a Darren's involved, it's usually good, but this guy is already in, uh, established himself from, we, I mean, shit, we talked about it last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, we'll roll through very quickly uh, the episodes he is responsible for. The credentials. Wait to hear this, ladies and gents. So, there is Blood, which he did the story for, which was the one uh, where normal people just start killing Mm -hmm. everybody. Um, There's the Sideshow episode one called Humbug. Love that one. Which is really good. Then we get into just straight-up classic territory. With Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose. Amazing. Right, that's the one with uh, Peter Boyle. Mm -hmm. And it's fucking rad. Then there is War of the Coprophages. (laughs) Which is all about, theoretically, metallic cockroaches. Mm -hmm. Love that episode as well. Also a great episode. Uh, Jose Chung's From Outer Space... Uh, which is the one with Charles Nelson Riley as the author Jose Chong, mm-hmm. which is also amazing. Yep. Then last season, as Darren was mentioning, we did Mulder and Scully meet the Were Monster, mm-hmm. which we all agreed was far and away the best episode of that. Yeah, season. Yeah, that one to me is the that justified the return. Of the X Files, just purely watch that episode. Yeah, it was better than it was better than the previous movie. <laughs> so yeah, and I, that's kind of where I am with this episode as well. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, man, the second one was okay, and this one is so good. The rest can be garbage, <laughs> and and it's kind of worth. It. Yeah, I think it, it kind of stems back to what the three of us discussed last week: the strength of the X-Files nowadays, I think, is less to be so serious. I think there are plenty of other shows out there doing government conspiracies, you know, kind of hard-hitting espionage, and all, you know, like, trying to bring the man down, and all that stuff. There's plenty of shows doing that, and doing that a lot better than what X-Files can do now. That the strength of the show to me lies in being quirky as possible. As You know, I like put it out to the extreme give us although they tried to give us a monster of the week last week and that did not work um where the show really shines is like where we've got artificial intelligence we've got one of the, the gunmen trapped in a machine uh, and the artificial intelligence that goes along with that and then we're going to have this quirky thing where it's over the top action and nonsense and fake russian agents you know all this stuff going on I can kind of get behind that because it's so not like the rest of the X-Files. It's so nonsensical. I can kind of grab onto this one. The story for this one is downright bananas um, and, you know, just continues to destroy the mythology of the X-Files. But it does it in a fun way that I can kind of get behind it. 
Um, yeah, well, it kind of acknowledges the ridiculous ridiculousness of how long this show's been going. Yeah. And in a in kind of a great way. But before we get it, we'll, we'll we are moments away from from our our recap beginning. One other point I would like to make in reference to uh, Darren's other show, Psychosomatic Podcast. Um, regular listeners know it, of course, but we complained in the last episode about how ham-fisted a lot of the Trump stuff was. Mm-hmm. And this episode, for me, was, this is how you do it. T- to me, this is probably the best satire on Trump I have seen thus far. Yeah, and, and-, and American culture, like, like modern American culture. And I would extend that out further, actually. I would just say modern culture um, that I've seen in a long time done in an X-Files episode. And it's in the background um, as an aside that they make reference to at certain points, but they play with it in such a fun way that there is a really serious message going on here, but you don't, you, you know it's there, but you don't linger on it too much out with going, yeah, that is pretty stupid and yeah maybe we shouldn't do that <laughs> i think that's i think that's incredibly difficult to do i think they nail it 100 percent here yeah it it really really uh it comes across as not being ham-fisted but you know it it, it was like we were saying uh, the last couple of weeks are especially episodes one and three uh, both written by Chris Carter, <laughs> um, where it was like, man, the guy can't resist taking a jab. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to do that, make that the point of the episode. Yeah, you can't like, or, or at least, at least, I'm not saying you can't get the, the small dig in against the government. I'm, I'm not saying you can't do that. But what I'm saying is, you know, pay it off. You know, set it up and pay it off. I'm not saying the whole episode has to be that way inclined, but pay it off to make a point rather than dropping it in when your episode is shit, um, as if it's going to give you a brownie point. It's like, like someone's sitting there going, yeah, that, right, you know what? right. I just realised after Chris Carter put this small, small <laughs> bit of dialogue in this, Trump's not a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> really wish I hadn't voted for him now. Going to return this MAGA hat. Um, you know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> it, it, like there's there's no like if there's no if there's no reason for it to be there or no payoff for it being there, don't put it in there. So that, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's fair. Um, now before we jump in, Bo, and you lead us charging through what we've already said is just like an incredible episode. This is the point of the show. Everyone knows the point of the show. Where we take a couple of seconds and we get one of Dern's Perils of Wisdom. Dern, any Perils of Wisdom before we start this review? I would say for this one, um, well, you can't see it. I'm doing that finger motion that nobody he really knows that. anymore. Yeah, they repeat it throughout. But, you know, one of the things that I think that this story really makes us think about is... The great quote from uh, Jim Henson, which was, mm-hmm. he who controls the past controls the future. It's a great quote. It's a great yeah. quote. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. See, and that's another one of Darren's Perils of Wisdom. Both the floor is yours. All right. Let's get this party started. 
as uh, Mr. Rogers once said. <laughs> um, we open, uh, ladies and jelly spoons, on a black and white television broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we kind of know, hey, this is probably fakey. Uh, it's it doesn't really read like the performances and everything don't read like, hey, this is just something from the past. It and it's a play on. It turns out at least two different Twilight Zones episodes I know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is what what is it called? Like the Hidden Alien or Alien Among Us or something like that. And, mm. and but it's all about like this paranoid uh, scene inside a diner where they say, "Hey, there's an alien on the loose," and it turns out to be the guy behind the counter. Um, which is what this is parodying. But there's also an episode where, uh, there's the devil is locked in the basement of a castle. I want to say. Oh. You, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Where there, he's like, I don't believe in it. I, <laughs> why? The devil? That's silly. And then he opens the door, and like a, a straight up devil comes prancing out, and is like, hee hee, <laughs> but I'm the devil. I've been real all along. And <laughs> my name's not Buddy. <laughs> like it's Lewis Cipher. Just wonder um, where, what, what part of the world the devil comes from because that accent's dodgy. <laughs> he comes from Dutch Varia. <laughs> Dutch, oh, Dutch Varia. Yeah, so that's why it's dodgy. Yeah. Um, so, but at the end of this opening sketch, it, like this guy comes in, he's like, yeah, they've been saying there's like, you know, six armed aliens all over the place. And, uh, the, uh, you know, this guy who has rushed into the diner to tell the guy behind the counter this is like, uh, hey, buddy, it's okay. Nothing's wrong. And the guy looks over and he's like, look, there's one now right outside that mirror. Or right outside that window, and the uh, diner uh, worker, uh, cook guy, is like, hey, that's a mirror, uh, (laughs) which would have landed better had I not said mirror earlier. (laughs) And and, uh, then, like, the guy who has rushed in is revealed in the reflection to be a six-armed alien, and... Uh, then the guy behind the counter, the cook is like, it's okay, pal. You're just like us. But he pulls off his hat and he's got devil horns. Uh, and it's just a bunch of like, oh, look, it's a twist, but here's another twist kind of thing. <laughs> and it's real silly. What a twist. But it's also, <laughs> right. Twist. Uh, the M night Shamalama ding dong <laughs> method of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but what if twist, <laughs> Um, uh, so I don't know why he's so angry and also maybe German. That sounded um, kind of German. Kind of sounded like yeah, a German yeah. trying to open a jar of pickles, but not understanding how to do it. Was yeah. a twist? Uh, <laughs> that, that's probably German. Dem Kogan Alfgespringen twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was about to say something, and then I realized what I was about to say was going to sound more Swedish, uh, and I had to pull the brakes. Uh, uh, we all know that Bo's Swedish impression slightly racist. Der Stuken Pickel. Der Pickel is Stuken. Pretty close gonna, to, to Sprockets. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna, just gonna 
refine what I said, not slightly racist, blatantly racist. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate those white bastards. <laughs> Just going to roll back um, on what I said. Just rolling it back a little. <laughs> it's pr- probably for the best. Uh, but so, like, immediately you kind of know in this episode, like, hey, something goofy is up. Yeah, this is, this, is uh, one of those, this is one of them there goofy episodes, Bo. It's going to be a little silly, and that's okay by me. And it proceeds to get sillier because uh, one Agent Fox Mulder, who has been all over the place this season, and weirdly is the most Mulder in an episode that's making fun of all of us. Yes, he is the most Mulder in this episode. There is also a... (laughs) Well, we'll get to it later on. Um, I want to say there's a... A slight tongue-in-cheek kind of play into um, Vince Gilligan as well and his work on Breaking Bad later on in this episode as pertains to Mulder repeating his name. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was like, if if it is, it's fucking genius. Um, But yeah, like, let's let's, let's, let's examine Mulder's journey this season, Bob, right? Mulder, as you may remember, has a cabin. It's out in the middle of nowhere. That is where he lives. Lives in his cabin, right? Now, we are unsure from the episodes that have come since whether or not, one, Mulder actually works on the X-Files with Scully because one minute they're not on the case and they are on the case, then we think they might be thinking they're on the case, but not quite. And as Darren told us last week, it would be quite funny if they weren't actually with the FBI anymore, but everyone was a bit too scared to tell them. Um, you know, like, it's like later seasons of Homer Simpson. Does yeah. he really have a job anymore? It's yeah, Right. So um, we are not sure whether or not he has built in his uh, cabin in the middle of nowhere an exact replica of the office that he used to have in the FBI building, or if he actually goes to that FBI building. And But one of the consistent things in the show has been that Mulder stays in a cabin. He's off the fucking grid. Not in this episode. He's still got his flat, which still has the X-Files tape in the window. <laughs> Uh, you know, the X, the X thing to call someone to come and speak to him, which doesn't make any fucking sense because no one's done that in a long, long time. Uh, but yeah, he's still got this apartment, which he goes back to at the beginning of this episode. And right at this point, I was like that. What are we doing here? Where are we? Can we not just, I know as a team of writers, I know, I love this episode, but can we not just get a bit of consistency. Can we not get a bit of communication where we look that? The scene opens. He reads at the right room. Scene opens. Mulder enters apartment. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Darren, he's, it's not an apartment anymore. He's got a... He lives in a cabin. Right, sorry, sorry. The scene <laughs> opens. Mulder goes into his cabin. Can we not have that? Please. I think there's a parking garage attached or adjacent to his cabin. I think that's what happened. Yeah, the, you know, the city <laughs> developed out. And it's sort of, it had to do so. There's a bus, there's a shuttle that picks people up at that parking garage and takes them to civilization. Yeah, that parking garage that they use in this episode is very similar to the one at the FBI. In fact, it is the one at the FBI, which makes no sense. When, right, we'll get to that. Sorry. Anyway, right, I'm just saying, but fucking continuity. Can we? Can we? Can we pass the peas? <laughs> get like x file Chris Carter. <laughs> Get everybody Chris in Car- Chris Carter! <laughs> Pass the piece. For the love of God. Uh, <laughs> For the love of God. Will you just... I, 
Man, you just got to relax, man. <laughs> X-Files mythology is what you make. Yeah, man. You, you, you listen, you, you're struggling with the man, man. <laughs> Not the man. Man, no, you just... You start pointing your finger at the X-Files, man. They're three-pointing right back at you. <laughs> it's not enough to want to believe. You have to work on it. Yeah. Uh, right. Three fingers pointing back at you that's, like a good monkey paw. That's the the big lesson of life, man. <laughs> X-Files and Grateful Dead. Both, you just kind of sit back and you let it happen and you don't pay attention to the fact that it's crap. <laughs> Which is my advice I give to my wife every time I have sex. Um, <laughs> literally every single time. Every yeah. Single time. Oh, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> uh, Brace yourself, Maggie. That's not my wife's name. Um just played into that horrible stereotype that you painted up there. Um, <laughs> just, 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 just like, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So the episode starts off with Mulder kicking it in the crib, um, in a ghillie suit. Yes, <laughs> squatching. Squat, yeah. Because Scully calls him and it's like, "Hey, I've been trying to call you." And he's like, "Yeah, I, uh, I have my phone turned off because uh, I was out squatching." And uh, Scully sounds like a real moron here because <laughs> she's like, hey, what's squatching? And everybody knows that. Yep. Uh, but anyway, it's harsh, probably. Um, <laughs> but we have already established in the show that Bo hates women. So perfectly fine for your hatred of women, Bo. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm the real monster here. <laughs> Uh, oh, I need to talk about X-Files and Bo. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know how the there's a lot for your of monster of the week to happen. Become your monster of the week. Yeah, so you don't have the theme song to that episode. We go, bo, 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 I am just narcissistic enough to be like, that's a good that's idea. That's a good idea. That's, that's uh-huh. new ringtone, Duncan. Oh, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. I'll work on it. Your, your name is really versatile as well. If you want to go for uh, a bit more dramatic stick, you know, bo, 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 bo. <laughs> bo, 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 bo. Yeah, the, the, the only song that my name isn't good with is the name game. <laughs> if you want to go for slight intimidating dread, bo 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 I'm too. I, I like we're grinding the episode to a halt. I just want to hear more of it. <laughs> Sing my name. What's, what's... Sing it! Sing my name! <laughs> Top of the world, Ma! I'm Bo freaking Ransdell. I was I was talking about X-Files before you saw your I'm first I'm a big, trail. beautiful star. reason when you said that line, I just imagined you'd finish snorting a line of coke off a hooker's arse crack. Oh, um, of course. Yeah. It's the only way I do coke. It's the only way he doesn't know. 
This yeah. became the number one downloaded show on iTunes. They're all Bavarian, <laughs> these prostitutes, but, you know, <laughs> any port in a store. <laughs> they're, all, they're all Bavarian. Some of them are even female. <laughs> I I requested Bavarian because I like them cream filled. Mm. Um, uh, that's terrible. That is terrible. <laughs> Boobo. I'm oh, hashtag Mulder too. Um, I'm not gonna touch that one, but that's probably what you should have said when they sent you pre cream filled prostitutes. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a I'm a sensualist. I uh, I want to experience all forms of pleasure. <laughs> uh, I'm I I have a box coming in the mail next week. I hear it's got great things to show me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was just like, hey, can I? Will it get me off? And they were like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, there's a lot of leather. I'm like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> will it get me off? Yes. What does it do? It shows me Hell World on repeat. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, with with an extended version of Ru- uh, Rush's Tom yeah. Sawyer <laughs> as the soundtrack. And now, a 12-minute organ solo! <laughs> he sounds dangerously like Nadine. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's like a... Getty Lee does, in fact... <laughs> Oh, Nadine front and rush. Roll the boats! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen to Roll the Bones and you tell me how good Rush is. Love that song. You're going to get that's angry letters from awful. Myron uh, that, and Ricky Morgan. That's probably. fine. That's fine. <laughs> they don't... They don't listen what was, to this. What was slowly um, alienating everyone? Did you not hear his, like, five-minute... <laughs> Sharknado diatribe where he's like that fuck you if you like it fuck your families if you like it fuck their families the movie's stupid I, you're yeah. stupid for liking it yep that's almost I, exactly I, I'm not gonna I'm just gonna say as controversial as it is on this episode I agree with Bo 100 100%. <laughs> 100% I'm glad you could join me in hate yeah. <laughs> are, are you surprised I could join you in hate Bo no, not at all. I just realized what I've got to do to kind of win your you votes more. You just have more. to hate something, and I'll be there. I'll be like, I right. support this man. That's the real drama of, you know, the trio of podcasters is someone's always losing the vote. Yeah. And now I know all i got to do is is pitch my ideas to you as being hate-filled and vengeance-fueled. Yep, yep. And, and I've got You've it. You've got Hate at least me. keep us together. <laughs> Hey, hey, we'll keep us together. That's how the song goes, isn't it? That's the Mandela effect. That's Kiki D. <laughs> uh, is that right? Was that Captain Teal? I don't even know. Who did Love Will Keep Us Together? Uh, I don't know. That's it. Somebody who that's, that's the only song in theirs I know. Darren, get on it. This is your job. <laughs> I'm on it. Um, <laughs> Let me put right. down this Gupo ABC. And wipe off my hands a... so I don't get my keyboard stickier than it already is. Nobody cares about your keyboard. Just get us an answer. <laughs> <laughs> the, so Captain and Tennille. God. Who is it? <laughs> Captain and Tennille. There you go. Ah, yep. okay. 
Let's eh, write this. Not second. to be mistaken uh, with Level Terrace Apart by Joy Division. Oh, Joy oh, Division. of course not. <sighs> or or uh, Level Keep that. Us Alive by the Eagles. There's a lot of love. Or Level Terrace Apart <laughs> by NXS. Yeah, Level Terrace Apart by Pinhead. Sorry, give me a second. <laughs> Where's the mic? <laughs> One, two, testing. One, two, two, one, two, should have thought about this skit a bit earlier, two, <laughs> no segue to make this funny, two, of a good harmony. Te- I wanna... testicles, one, I... two, three? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There we go. That'll get you out. Um, I do like... <laughs> I do like What do you call uh, a Russian with the, uh, what do you call a Russian with three testicles? I don't know. Pijinika Volkov. <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> oh. oh the old ones are the best ones. It just shows how racist Scottish people are. This is uh, this is the best ab workout I've had all day. There we go. Uh, you legit- oh, trying to suck your own dick? Wait, wait, uh, you de- are you deliberately belittling my joke, or do you really not get it? I really don't. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Russian what, 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 what did you say? I said, what do you call a Russian with three testicles? Yes. And the answer is, who Abolikov? Who is that? Who Abolik off? He's being sarcastic now, Dan. Ah, sorry. Who, no, I'm not. Who, he always has to uh, well, what, No, no, no. Now I get it. Say it one more time. I think your accent is fucking up the, the joke. The accent's the part of the joke. <laughs> I don't think so. It is, because it's a Scottish joke. The, Who's your Nikobolikov? Who's your Nikobolikov? All right, you say it, Darren. Who's your Nikobolikov? All right, there we go. Dear God Almighty, that's what I'm here for. A sad day when a punchline has to be explained by an American. <laughs> has to get translated into American. This is what happened. Scottish joke. How out of the three of us been podcasting for like fucking almost four years and I still have to have my jokes explained through Dern as if it was some sort of fucking universal translator. Is the Google translator of this show interpreting for the bow? He's like that wee fucking woman that appears at the. Do you have that over in America where the wee woman appears at the bottom of the screen does sign language to people? Is that in the no? Yes. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what he is like to you. Yes, very much so. It's just I just watched Darren the whole time. <laughs> Go that. Even when you're talking, like, what's he saying? <laughs> did, did you get? Did you get any of that? You didn't. Like, yeah, Willie from The Simpsons, totally spawn. <laughs> Did he say something about the X Files yet? <laughs> Is he looking at me? I, I, I think he's talking to you. <laughs> right now, when I say Mister Henderson and tap your foot. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're one minute into this episode um, five hours into the show well yeah welcome back everyone uh hey hi, hi. welcome back um 
So Mulder it was out squatching, <laughs> and Scully calls him up, and uh, uh, Mulder. It, uh, this is kind of the first overture about hey, you know, here's what the episode is about. Because he's like, you know, I just have, I've been so swept up in the news and everything that's been going on lately. I just had to get away from mm-hmm. things, and so I went squatching. And uh, Scully is like, hey, we got we got some business. And uh, he's like, all right, I'll, I'll see you in a few. And then he notices the X in the window, uh, which is, of course, the reference to um, uh, what season one, episode one, mm-hmm. right? Like it's mm-hmm. way back in the day. Yep. You told us to go back and- to the beginning. I am waiting for Vicini. Oh, but first I forgot the uh, Mogoagogo River, uh, where Mulder had taken a a mold of a a Sasquatch foot. Mm -hmm. And uh, that'll come back. And, uh, but yeah, so he... That's sarcastic and it does actually. You're like, I forgot I had a mold. That'll come back. Well, it does. That's the way you said it, like, descended a bit <laughs> sarcastic. Like, oh, I forgot he has a mold of a Bigfoot's foot, and that'll come back. And they were like, actually, that does come back. <laughs> Sometimes I'm so sarcastic that even when I say things that are real, <laughs> it sounds sarcastic. Yes, of course I love you. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've I do not use those words, Duncan. Have, I'm not an animal. You have used them once to me. Granted, you were drunk. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, give me a little sauce. I'll tell you whatever you want to hear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so <laughs> then it's all moon. Yes, he breaks right in the Moon River every single time. A voice of a uh, fucking angel, ladies and gents. Hey, but I love this shot, though, when he sees the X in the window, and you see the shot of Mulder kind of kicked back on his couch with the shadow of the X on his yeah. face. It's kind of cool. It's, awesome. like, it's a really good X-Files mm-hmm. shot. And uh, so he's off to the gay Raj, or the car hold, as they call it in Scotland. It's not a car hold. And- not a car hold. <clears throat> car park. <laughs> literally what you do is you park your car there so it's called a car park it makes sense or we just call all the places where cars are kept garages yeah no. <laughs> well, here we, we... i got a garage at the house i got one that i park in near the job bunch of garages in my life all places I stash my car. A garage in the UK. <laughs> garage in the UK is a small enclosed structure that holds one car. It's usually attached to your house, so we do use that word. We just use it correct. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh... <laughs> years, years of me fucking <laughs> telling them what Scottish words are for things. I found the word and turned out the boys just on that. Fuck, fuck this guy. Don't, 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 Just like hold on, hold on to it. Just give him what. It yeah. Whatever, Duncan. Whatever. Duncan and Darren and Vo come correct. X Files season eleven. <laughs> so very tired. <laughs> <laughs> 
can have your garbage truck in the air. Um, so very tired. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> it's and it's so cold on the beach. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just turned into nothing but quoting Simpsons. <laughs> um, for a second, I thought uh, on my, I, was, I ate lunch with uh, my brother and and his wife today and their kid. And uh, on the way home, I started thinking, like, I wonder if I could get away with speaking in nothing but ACDC lines <laughs> uh, tonight. And how long would it take for someone to notice? Two seconds. And then it just... <laughs> <laughs> well, when I'm like, hey, rock and roll ain't noise pollution. <laughs> just makes good, good sense. Um <laughs> Oh, one day it'll happen. One day it'll happen. It's about you know, it's, yeah. it's inevitable at this stage. Yeah, <laughs> we we should all just pick a band one night. Like I'll go ACDC. Darren can go Joy Division. I'll go Rush. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> just nothing but. I'm not even a big Rush fan. I I like about three Rush songs, but I just like playing it. And like you showed weakness tonight, Bo. You told me you didn't like them. <laughs> Right, I, blood in the water. I get it. I expressed an opinion <laughs> for that. For that, I should be fisted with that pile driver of a brogue. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, so. Uh, <laughs> where were we? Oh, yeah, yeah. In the, in the, the credits just ended. In the car park. Okay. I don't think we've seen credits yet, actually. Uh, so, Car Park, um, and uh, this sweaty guy shows up and is like, you know, Mulder, I need to talk to you. There's a conspiracy to end all conspiracies. Mm -hmm. And um, Mulder is like, who the hell are you? And the guy's like, well, I, you, oh, shit, they've gotten to you already. And he's like, what are you talking about? And then he, and so the guy starts saying like, Hey, you ever wonder why, uh, nobody's getting abducted by aliens and probed anymore. Mm -hmm. And which I think is a funny little jab at like, man, this show has really come a long way from yep. that. Uh, and, uh, and he just keeps saying like, there, there's no way for you to understand this without me seeming crazy. And uh, Mulder is, is like, I think it's too late for that. And then they hear a siren. And uh, there's a running gag that begins here with Mulder saying, hey, I think your ride's yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> and before before the guy disappears, though, he says, hey, that Twilight Zone episode, The Lost Martian, the, the first one you ever saw. And Mulder's like, right? And uh, he's like, that doesn't exist. And uh, anyway, the dude uh, just disappears when somebody else enters the uh, uh, car park. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And actually, multi-story car park. But we'll uh, yeah, it's way more concise. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Then so, horseback riding. <clears throat> yeah, 
Touche. Yep. Uh, <laughs> hey, willing to take the hits when they're deserved. Horseback riding, stupid. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Mulder immediately goes home. And starts going through all his VHS mm-hmm. tapes, which did my heart good just to see VHS mm-hmm. tapes. Um, but he's going through all his VHS tapes on the hunt for this episode of The Twilight Zone that he saw as a kid. Which it turns out was the Lost Martian episode uh, we saw at the very beginning. Now, I want to just say that the, the nail something 100% here. Now, we are all cinephiles. We are lovers of we, we are lovers and consumers of vast amount of media, and I regularly, about once a week, get a memory of a film that I think I've seen, and I can remember maybe a couple of stills from it, or you know I, what I think happened in a TV show, and you do on some level almost misremember, but it is not the first time I would have put down cold hard cash that. You know, a particular episode of a TV show <clears throat> either existed or I get the wrong show. I start muddling up, you know, facts from a different TV show, which somehow make their way into the TV show that I'm thinking about. And Mulder plays is brilliant in that, like, when Scully shows up and she's like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm trying to find this episode, you know, all of that. And she's like, well, I th- come on, let's get something to ease like that. No, I- I'm not eating like ever <laughs> Don't get this and that is literally what I'm like I will forgo food I will take to the internet I will be paying like for hours and hours, and hours I'm like I'm not eating and if I'm not eating the family's not eating we will all work on this right when I understand you're only three and a half and this debuted on TV 20 years before you were born but you will fucking answer me god damn it what am I thinking about <laughs> yeah I, I really like the moment in this exchange where she's like are you sure it was even the Twilight Zone? Maybe it was the Outer Limits. And he just kind of stops and he's like, do I strike you <laughs> as someone who would confuse the Twilight Zone and the Outer Limits? <laughs> do you even know me? And you're right. And that's the kind of asshole I yep. am. You know, like that moment was just like, oh, that cuts me deep. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, I was, looking at, I was looking at the TV and I was like, is that what I'm like to other people? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I, um, uh, absolutely you are. Because I know I am. Yep. Like, when somebody is like, you know, oh, yeah, like, I just watch, you know, uh, the, the Ruins. And that's a scary movie. <laughs> and you're just like, all right, fuck you, come here. First of all, The Ruins is okay. Second of all, uh, let me tell you what you should really yep. be thinking about the movies. I've just, watch, I've just watched The Blue um, Witch Project. I can't believe that really happened to those teenagers. Fuck off and die. <laughs> Go you to the yeah. woods with the camera and get lost. How about that? Well, there is no better reason to get really well-versed in a subject <laughs> than to feel superior to people who are not as well This is true. This is subject. true. I, uh, it, it is really the through line of my life <laughs> is looking down my nose at people who are clearly more together than yeah. me. But they don't know the fucking themes behind the second Godzilla movie. <laughs> no. Yeah. Certainly don't know the differences between directors. Oh, and... That's right. So take your fucking Harvard degree and shove it up your jacksy. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, you you show me anybody working on Wall Street, and you have them tell me about the importance of Angus. Exactly. And <laughs> see who won life yeah. then. <laughs> go, go home to your satisfying family and good yeah, job. Yeah, go, go home to your model wife. Your three perfect children and your palatial mansion. Hope you enjoy your summer. Your sense of sec- your sense of security and well being. How 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 much love you see wrapped up in the looks of your children. Go back to that. Yeah, you your loser. your bills paid on time. How does that feel? Unsatisfying. I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know, but I hear it's terrible. <laughs> Oh, what's that? Oh, food in the fridge. Oh, well, well done, you. <laughs> oh, I don't have to sleep at a bus stop tonight. Well, look who's Mr. Fancy I shower every day. <laughs> I don't cash seniors' checks. Well, <laughs> I, I guess somebody's perfect. I use more than one piece of toilet paper to wipe. we were all having a good time till that happened Um, (laughs) speaking of goopo uh, yeah yeah all right so uh Mulder like scully's like just knock this off and Mulder's like no 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 the 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 thing isn't the episode the thing is i know i saw it I know it exists. And they cut to a flashback. Like a flashback. <laughs> it's like it's almost like Aphex Twin directed this flashback, by the way. It's like the fucking come to daddy music video. It freaked me the fuck out. Small small Mulder child with full size man Mulder head. <laughs> it's like what the fuck is this? Horrible fucking it's image. So weird. So so weird. Also incredibly funny, but so weird. <laughs> it, it, the the hilarious part of that to me is when the Mulder baby or Mulder kid, it's not quite a baby, but it's creepy. When but the Mulder kid is like uh like eating the popcorn and the guy behind the counter pulls up his hat and has the devil mm-hmm. horns and he throws the popcorn and goes, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Oh no! And, and yeah, and when the guy's like, "My name's not Buddy," it's you know whatever, and he's like, "Now I get it." I man, it that hit me just right. I thought that was incredible. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. I I, I, lo- I love it because, and once again, it's kind of this is early on in the episode, and you are setting tone after tone here. This this whole episode is going to be goofy as balls, um, and I I'm yeah. down with that. I need that after that last episode. Yeah, and it never stops getting yeah. silly. Like it, from the first frame to the last, it is uh, it's crazy. Uh, but all right, so Scully is like, all right, I, I'm getting the fuck <laughs> out of here, and heads down to the car hold park, and uh, downstairs uh, is our our stranger again, and. Uh, he's like skulls. Yes. He calls her skulls. <laughs> Yo, skulls. And he, uh, uh, he's like, hey, there's this crazy thing going on, uh, and 
uh, he hands her a box and says, my fingerprints are on that. You need to investigate mm-hmm. this. And anyway, she sees some guys show up in the car park again. And uh, the guy disappears. And she is, as Darren referenced, uh, holding a box of Goopo ABC, uh, which ju- looks just like Jello One Two Three, uh, except it's <laughs> Goopo. And um, anyway, and there's another gag about opening an X file. Only this time, it's Mulder saying, "Like, wait, let me get this right." In from the same mix, it separates into <laughs> yeah. different layers. <laughs> Except for the key lime flavor, which tastes like leprechaun taint. Yeah. Uh, taint. Hey, two episodes this yep. season, both using the word taint. taint. Kind of digging it. Uh, only one of them was good. <laughs> um, well, some taints aren't good. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Who said taint? <laughs> PSA to you people listening. Uh, hey, uh, swap that taint. Um, you never know. You never know where you're going to be at the end of a day. And if somebody is nose to taint with you, first of all, well done. Second of all, keep it clean for them. What do you think Q-tips are for? They tell you you can't put them in your ears. Think about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Your mannequins are weird. (laughs) (laughs) So. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's another one of Darren's pandit puns. Hey, he taint misbehaving. <laughs> taint, taint misbehaving. Oh, bo, bo, no. <laughs> taint misbehaving. Taint that a shame. <laughs> My taint smells like rain. Ain't that a shame? You can just let me keep going with this. You're the one no, to no, blame. No. <laughs> Turn down. You gotta leave it clean so we can sell it as a ringtone. Yep. Yep, yep. That that's going uh check out Dare Dun Boko. Uh and you can now get your own taint ringtone mm-hmm. uh for the low low price. Of one shoe that is not yours. <laughs> yeah, sock optional. Yeah, that's yeah, it. but keep it in the shoe. Don't sit that's separate. All. That's all. All socks will be immediately discarded, unless yes. in a shoe. Um. So, <laughs> uh, Scully shows up uh, with this box o uh, Gupo, and she and uh, I guess at the FBI at this point. Noise. It's where yeah, they are. Yeah, whatever. Um, That's irrelevant. Don't matter. <laughs> yeah. Don't pay attention so much, goddammit. Um, it's wondering he was going to show up. <laughs> I don't, like, it's not quite right for this it's episode. Right at all. It's a little yeah, too Yeah, it's not goofy. right at all for this episode. Kind of lost though. And, <laughs> yeah, I just didn't want to start in with the, hey, Scully, uh-huh. <laughs> Because that's really the tone. Watch can't Reggie. Find, can't find this. Can't find this uh, X Files episode. Goddamn it! <laughs> I've been looking. I 
Me and Rod Serling used to go hunting together for people. <laughs> the most dangerous game, goddammit. The most ga- dangerous game, it turned out, was letting Rod Serling load your gun. <laughs> Son of a bitch put blanks in mine just so he could score a couple more points. He killed a Chinese man from 400 yards. One of the goddamnedest things I ever saw. <laughs> and high wind. Yeah. Hey, he looked at me. He said, submitted for your approval. <laughs> Suck it, Brimley. Respected the hell out of that man. God damn. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brimley. He's a gift that keeps on giving on this show. Oh. <laughs> so Mulder is like, no, no, no. What you're experiencing is the Mandela effect, which is, you know, as we've been kind of discussing on, on the show already, it is very specifically you misremembering a thing in the same way that has drifted into the public yeah. consciousness. Like where collectively everyone misremembers something in the same way. And they highlight one particular example, which is fairly prominent in that it has been doing the rounds online quite a lot recently. And this is the confusion between the potential Shaquille O'Neal genie movie. Yeah. Shazam. Shazam. And Kazam, which is a completely different movie, with Sinbad doing the same role. Um and uh, I, I did, I did get a little giggle at this one because I remember this coming online and going that. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember the front cover for that movie that didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but Scully's like that. What happens if you can't remember either? He's like, you're the lucky one. Yeah, <laughs> you win. Yeah, you win. that's a real, a, a real nice little dunk on the movie Kazam yeah. for no good reason. Um, Pun- but yeah, punching so- down is so much easier. Hmm. It is, but at this point, is the X Files punching down to anything? Ooh, I mean, this serious. episode, <laughs> this episode is really good. But if you ask me if I would rather watch that last episode again or Kazam, Kazam every day of the week, I might. Yeah, I might go Kazam. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, boy. Even though it's longer, I'd do that. Just can't imagine. The story makes more sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another uh, another pudding dookie scene, you know, and that's me. That's me done. Had to, had to get a whole different voice last week, goddamn it. <laughs> what train wreck that episode was. No room for Brimley. That's what they should have called it. <laughs> which is which is what uh, it's what it's why. <laughs> Is what they put on the sign outside uh, <laughs> the liberal book club that Brim- Brimley used to go to. That they're just <laughs> like no room for Brimley now because they don't want his right. slightly conservative right wing <laughs> views on Asians, <laughs> uh, the war, um, <laughs> Koreans. Uh, well, bu- book lecture about immigration. Let me get my coat. Goddamn it! <laughs> no room for Brimleys. I'll show them. I know who we ought to be letting in this country, goddammit. <laughs> Norwegians, apparently. Um, but <laughs> was <laughs> not Nor Norwegian bastard, sneaky as a snake. 
I want nothing but people from Utah. <laughs> now, I don't truck with their religion. Mormonism's a little weird. But they're welcome to, to this country. It's not called Mormon Oats. Goddamn Quaker Oats. <laughs> I like their oats. I hate their politics. <laughs> That's how I feel about Quakers. <laughs> I hate I hate them for all the right reasons. It's the right thing to do. Pick up a gun, goddammit. You live here. Get in a joke. Get in a war. <laughs> Pacifism my ass. Lazy. Oh. Build a barn against Tojo. <laughs> I bet we could have used a couple of barns when I was in Korea. Korea. <laughs> maybe, maybe my my friend Letty Horowitz would not have gotten his legs shot out from under him. Goddammit! If he'd been behind a barn. <laughs> we needed crack Quaker squads parachuting into the jungle building us barns. <laughs> they refused because they're cowards. I mean, make good oaks. I mean, Wilford Brimley's favorite people on the planet could be the Amish if they drank and had firearms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if one of them fellows from Witness pulled a gun on me, I'd probably give him a hug. <laughs> And you know Brimley don't hug. <laughs> and then I'd break his arm for pulling a gun on me, but then we'd have a laugh about it. Yeah, a, br a Brimley hug is just a hearty handshake. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a very terse nod of the head. It's a shake of the mustache in your direction. Uh-huh. A little twitch of... You know? <laughs> like he's from Bewitched. Uh-huh. Oh, that... <laughs> yeah, if you don't think that mustache is magic. Stunned well from Brimley. Where are you going, Major Nelson, goddammit? Going to work? <laughs> Getting tired of being left at home all day doing genie shit. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. I want to. I want to come to work with you. <laughs> I just want to go in. <laughs> but, but Brimley, I'll get in the goddamn bottle. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm gonna run to the toilet for about oh forty five, ninety minutes. <laughs> Otherwise, the lid of that bottle is going to come blasting <laughs> off. <laughs> and you being Major Nelson told me no more. <laughs> God damn it. You try to get indoor plumbing in a magic bottle. Oh, dear. Oh. 
Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ooh, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. So, it's, so Scully, Scully now has her jello, and she's she's uh, <laughs> catching up with Mulder. <laughs> yeah. All right. So she uh, they fingerprinted the box of Goopo, mm-hmm. which turned out to reveal nothing. Like the guy doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so she's like, well, all we know is that he has some knowledge of these memories of ours and we don't know who he is. And, uh, she says, well, we need to find him again. And Mulder's like, Hey, I already, uh, put up an X on the window to draw him out. And Scully's like, great. Thanks for doing things. No problem. It'll be like a day. We'll be in a car together, me and you sharing each other's time and sense. <laughs> um, and <sighs> so they're hanging out in the in the garage. Uh, <laughs> As you do, I don't like it. It's a fridge. <laughs> uh, but he, Mulder, uh, they finally see the guy pe- peeking out from behind a column. And he he says, uh, well, what is your name even? And he says, it's Reggie something. I've kind of forgotten because they've been screwing with my memories. Too. Mm-hmm. And he says that this all began when he was taking care of his mother <laughs> and uh, who was sick and came across a book by uh, Dr. Wuzzle. Mm-hmm. Only Dr. Wuzzle uh, on the book was... Uh, misspelled yeah it was spelled based on how he spelled the british way as opposed to the american way with s's instead of z's <laughs> or z's <laughs> Z's. Um, <laughs> z's dead baby z's dead baby <laughs> it's the chopper uh <laughs> and i like dr wuzzle was sort of like the um the berenstain berenstein bears thing that yeah. But then the cartoon that we see later is like Dr. Seuss. In the political shame section. Uh, That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little mishmashy in that way, but, uh, you know, it's not a direct analog. And and um, they start arguing over whether this is called the Man- uh, Mandela effect or the Mangala effect. Which I- I, l- I love because they, you know, like you know, like the Mengele effect, where people thought you know he was caught in America in 1976. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> right, which for a second I was like, did yeah, that was exactly the same. Which I think the script is riddled with this, and I think that's what makes it amazing. As for a second, <laughs> it's like when the the quoting George Orwell, they're getting some of those quotes muddled up by later on, and there's a joke into that as well. But I think they're deliberately, which makes like. It's a direct thing at audience members. If I if I say to you know the the great the great author Alfred Lord Tennyson once wrote that you know remember and swap that taint, um, you know what I mean you might think for a second well probably didn't call it that Duncan but there's a lot of people out there that would just if they if they respected me or if they were used to me talking would just take that in face value um, and that's why this episode is genius like actual <laughs> genius because it knows that and it does it a lot. Um, but yeah, so they kind of, he, he talks about the first time he came across this the the term Mengele effect and Mandela effect um, was when he visited this this like kind of used 
or antique store, I don't know, whatever it was. He goes in there to try and find more to do with his Wuzzles book, or what was it called? Wuzzles, well, Wuzzles, Wuzzles, Wuzzles. Yeah, Wuzzle. Dr. Wuzzle, yeah. yeah. But the the place is called, like, the, uh, it's something American, um, nostalgia? Something like that, like... But it, but it, it very much plays into the idea of um, vintage Americana, yeah. is what it was called, uh, and uh, it's all racist. Yes, everything in it is like, and, <laughs> right? But it, again, it's very much like, yeah, that's the shit Americans gloss over is that you know, where our past is littered, littered with colonialism and racism Mm -hmm. and but there's a great line here where uh when uh richie something uh rolls up into the place and he's like hey do you have any any of the the bear books by dr wuzzle and the shop owner says no that would be something that someone wants (laughs) it's a really good line (laughs) yeah <laughs> he tries to pass him off um, to do what we were saying about the the other works he did, which are very kind of his political stuff, which is more Doctor Seuss, like we said. And um, then Reggie like starts to get a bit angry, and he's about to break something, and he hands him an evil kid, evil doll, <laughs> make it more authentic, <laughs> make it more authentic. Um, I also like that that part of the store is the American shame se- section. Yes. And there's a, a a Nixon poster oh, yes. in the background. That's quite funny as well. <laughs> the attention uh, to detail is on point. Yeah, and uh, and the picture is Hitler and America, and it says what like America first or American exceptionalism, something like that. And they're hugging. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, this episode's the fucking best. <laughs> um, so in these conversations with this guy, anyway, this is where he comes to the realization that it's not the Mandela effect, it's the Mengele effect. And at this point as well, he also gets the 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 Jello handy to him um, as well while he's in the shop. Um, so this is kind of tying it back. However, we do find out this man is no longer with us, Bo. This man dies. It's the owner of the shop. He dies uh, by long time. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of amazing. <laughs> well, and apparently in uh, in this world, uh, lawn dart deaths were not a big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, Scully is like, how? A what? A, what are you talking about? And he's like, it's a lawn dart. Like, he used to throw him. And she's like, why would anyone be allowed to do that? <laughs> that seems crazy. And it's kind of like uh, when they're in the shop with the the uh, you know American vintage uh, or vintage Americana stuff. Um, when the shop owner is describing the way that people, other people, had been experiencing this, and they would come in and demand to see something they remembered, and they would say, "No, no, this was racist in a different way when I first saw it," <laughs> and it's a really funny throwaway line. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Reggie something. Then it gets back to him talking to uh, Scully and Mulder, and he's saying, "Yeah, so apparently somebody is using uh, like a beam or something like that to make everybody misremember something." 
and Mulder is like, well, it could also be a parallel dimension. Which I love. He's like, parallel universe, you know, this is already played out, but slightly different in some way that's phased over. And both Gillian Anderson and Reggie something dismisses straight away. It's like, oh, I can't believe her, you know, you know, that pseudoscience, parallel universe. Because he goes, ah, you know, parallel universe, that's science. And she's like, pseudoscience. We're not going to go into this, nerd boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He calls it gobbledygook. Uh, it's it's the best. Where he's just like, nope, nope, we're not doing parallel dimensions. Sorry. Um, oh, it's it's so good. Like, the guy who plays Richie something, uh, let me find his name real quick. Uh, Brian Hussey. Yeah, so he is a, he is a, is, he is a stand-up comedian, so, <clears throat> so they well-picked him, well-cast him. He is tremendously funny in uh in this episode like the the level of confidence when he's just like no it's mingle effect or when she's like no 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 it's probably just people misremembering stuff because that's occam's razor and he's like uh it's ozzy's razor always has been and and, and Mulder says occam's axe (laughs) (laughs) no Right, because he says in a parallel universe, it would Occam's be Occam's Axe. And they're like, yeah, and they're like, no. Um, and so the, finally Reggie uh, is like, look, I, uh, I've, I'm i the only person who's uncovered any of this. And they're like, well, what proof do you have? And he says, like, I'm the proof that because I can't remember this stuff and because you seem to think I don't exist. And also... Here's my yearbook. And in that yearbook, there is not a single inscription. Mm-hmm. And Mulder, of course, brings up the parallel parallel universe again. And Reggie's like, just knock it off. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to remember. At this, at this point, this is where he supplies them the letter as proof with a stamp. <laughs> yeah, the, the Grenada alien stamp. Yeah, with the alien stamp, which in the, like that, he's like... He's like, oh yeah, they like that you know, Grenada. You, and he's it's like, can you remember why we went to war there? And Scully can't remember at first, which you know, it's kind of funny because that's what our, a lot of Americans are like. Um, and then Mulder remembers, you know, to overthrow whatever. Um, once again, that's not something the UK was involved with, so I don't know about it. Uh, and then it's linked back. It was <laughs> more of a training exercise <laughs> than a real you military know, maneuver. Training but. exercise, run amok. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like everyone got a tan, um, and probably some gonorrhea. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, but yeah. So they, they they link this back to the the fact that the president um, had wanted to create some sort of UFO discovery team, etc. And when he was finally removed from power on his way out the door, he basically said that an alien spacecraft had crashed and they retrieved an alien, which. Then brings us to this letter, which um, Reggie something has said that he was based in Grenada, couldn't remember being there, but he had written himself a letter to be opened when he turned 50. And uh, when (laughs) he opens the letter, it's pretty much all redacted. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, that's the sort of thing I would do, sense of humour I had back (laughs) then. Yeah, I thought it would be funny. (laughs) Which I think is actually really funny. But... he yeah. says that after reading this, it triggered a memory. And his memory was of him working um, down in a, a medical 
station down there uh, after the aircraft crashed and the American military taking control of the scene um, and Dr. The um, coming face to face with this alien who looks very, very similar to the aliens in our um, Twilight Zone episode. Kind of looks similar. And they, oh, I kind of love this, um, they speak using telepathy in a voice like this. <laughs> I will tell you everything yeah. you need to know about the human brain. <laughs> but that's when the invasion happened. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so good. It's, it's, so, yeah, the military break in, <laughs> well, the military storm in, and sees this guy, and he says, I can still hear his screams, and this made me cackle in a way that I probably shouldn't have. He's like, yeah, I can still hear the alien screams. <laughs> and it's just the alien going, no, no. Yeah, it's, <laughs> 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 it, yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, sort of, that, that sort of stuff will get me every time. Um, see, that's his story, and that's how he knows that he was in Grenada, and that's how he knows about the nefarious Dr. Lebo. So he produces uh, a, a video <laughs> for them to watch about Dr. Thaddeus Q. That's so good. Um, who... Had is, had the power to uh, make people remember a movie called Kablam, <laughs> and has the has been working on this eerie power to to be able to change the memories of mm-hmm. people. And the last time we we've seen him in public, it was hanging on the Washington <laughs> Monument. Wearing a Make America Great Again hat, giving the yeah, the, the reason he was hanging out in the monument is there was no room left to stand. <laughs> there were so many right, people. Yeah, it was because we've all misremembered that. <laughs> uh, and I mean, and that starts to get at the heart of what the episode is about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it at the time it's just like, oh, that's very mm-hmm. funny. Uh, you know, uh, we're. We are being treated to a very good writer, kind of coming around to a larger point about like like you were saying, Duncan. It's kind of about culture in general. Uh, you know, America is on the bleeding edge of disinformation, but we're bringing the world. Oh yeah, us. my my country, the like the UK <laughs> is following suit very quickly behind you just now. Like we, I noticed this week that we have officially appropriated the term snowflake. Used to describe people, which, as you can imagine, was met with a disdain, which I reserve for mostly Americans. But you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of carrying it over. That like, I cannot believe that that is now just common knowledge, and people that are actually kind of pro-Trump in the UK, because he seems like wait for it, strong leader. Sure. But anyway, that is it. That's Darren's show. That's the psychosomatic <laughs> cast. And that's a conversation for a different time when I've yeah. been out drinking yeah. all day again uh, and can remember anything I said in that show because I really can. <laughs> um, kind of. Kind so, of, but it wasn't contentious. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So I'll keep us moving here. So we've got uh, Scully is like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> Misreme- uh, misremembered. Uh, she says, misremembered memories. I'm out. recovered memories like yeah she's like i'm done and 
Reggie's like, but wait. Uh, and, well, and Mulder gets one little bit in where he's like, that would probably more li- be more likely in a parallel yeah. universe. And Reggie's like, wait, the thing you're all forgetting is that I'm the one who started the X Files. And then we get a moment of absolute fucking genius, <laughs> which is a rendition of the, <laughs> the X Files beginning, but this time with Reggie something. <laughs> Let's call Reggie something. And then we get choice cuts from the entire X-Files with him interspliced into them and it's fucking brilliant. It's like the first time He he bought the I want I want to believe. Yeah, poster. when Scully comes down and gets introduced to Mulder, he's basically like that. You know, he's like, "What are you doing here? No girls in the X Files." Sugar boobs. He calls yeah, sugar boobs. That's the oh, it's amazing. Sugar boobs. Um, yep. Uh, we see um, Tombs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And and Reggie is actually saying that guy is so <laughs> creepy. And it's like that episode, it's like that um, Star Trek episode, the Deep Space Nine one, where they, they do uh, with the, the Tribbles, uh, and Cisco goes back in time, well, and Bode's not a big Star Trek fan, uh, he goes back <laughs> in time, and they basically intersplice the, like, Cisco and all his crew, in among that, they actually just put them in that episode, and then just refilm it, mm. uh, and it's kind, kind of amazing, if you've never seen it before, totally go and see it, Um but yeah, so they kind of just do that. He's in all these scenes through some of the the choice highlights we mentioned. Uh, what's what's his name again? Chuck. Uh, oh, the the episode they wrote. Um, oh, uh, hang on, let me it look Chuck, it up again. Charles, Charles, uh, Clyde, Clyde Brookman. Uh, yeah, yeah, so Clyde, Clyde Brookman's, uh, which this author wrote. Um, he's you know he's in. Does he make an appearance in Home? Yes. Yeah. If so, if yeah. she's their mother, then yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has to put it together, and he's like, "Wait, oh, oh yeah. boy!" So, and then there's that scene where Mulder and Scully almost get on, and he busts something in the door, uh, and it's the shapeshifter. And he saves her just at the right time, not Mulder saving her, and they just play it out, and it's fucking amazing. I, like, I actually think this could be one of my favorite scenes since the X Files come back. It's just perfectly done. It's just perfectly done. And um, yeah, at this point, the, the kind of reminiscing is cut a bit short because um, the, the the men come back for him, the men that work for the nefarious Dr. Lee. Uh, but there's also two guys in suits that chase down Mulder and Scully. And this is the Vince Gillian bit that I was talking about. So basically they run in there and they stop to turn around. They're like, FBI. And these two guys are like, FBI. It's like, what are you doing chasing this? It's like, oh, you don't know? You haven't worked it out yet? What happened to you, man? You used to be the future. <laughs> like, 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 don't address something. You used to be cool. Now like, you, you get fat and then you're deep state. Yeah, you're deep state. Oh, my yeah. God. And Mother's was like, you know, I was, I was rogue and renegade, you know, before you were, what is it? What's the... Something about chemtrails. Before you... Yeah, before you saw your first chemtrail. It's like, yeah. my name is <laughs> Fox Mulder. Fox Mulder, my name is Fox Mulder. What's my name? Fox Mulder. He keeps shouting the skies, right, right. We'll get in. He's just, he, but then we jump to Mulder trying to piece together all these different conspiracies in a kind of wonderful way, where he's linking it to uh, like Bob Dylan. I think mentioned at one point mm-hmm. uh, and things that happened. And everything that he comes back to comes back to parallel universes. 
<laughs> right, yeah. Like, he kind of throws up his hands when he hits parallel universes for what must be the umpteen Oh, yeah, time. the amount of things that are on that wall. He's come to that a few times, Bo. Yeah, and, and but it's basically a series of things that, like, you know, some of it's very silly, but some of it's like, hey, people misremember this thing's here, and then this ties to the band The Eels because of this song they released, and I, it was all fantastic. And, but it's almost, it, all right, so we start to gel the idea further in this episode um, where he's like, I'm just getting lost in all this. I can't follow it anymore. And she's like, you know, it's, it's with all the birther stuff, like it's hard to figure out what's real and what's not mm-hmm. sometimes. And, uh, it, it, it's the first time in the episode, I think they put that fine a point yeah. on it of like, Hey, we are tying this very, even though you saw like Dr. They at the Trump, uh, inauguration, that can be a throwaway joke. Once you get into the birther movement, it's like, oh, this is an episode about Yeah, they, they literally, uh, Scully might as well have turned around to face the camera and went, eh? and touched her nose on the nose. Yeah. And I'm done with that. I'm cool that they even go as far as spell as that. Because they go, like, two or three steps beyond that to go, it's not even just about the Trump stuff. Once we get the conversation with Dr. Day and he quotes the particular thing that we've already mentioned a few times on this show, uh, a particular phrase, and you're like, yeah, this is exactly what... <laughs> this is about and i'm i'm cool that we're on this journey but molders like that listen I, can you imagine like like oh dr d you know he's like it's like so patronized like that's the best they can come up with is that's not it's no longer you know them it's that dr d and then the phone goes and he answers it and who's on the phone bo it's dr <laughs> day okay, i love it <laughs> yeah so uh, sure enough, Dr. They invites him to the creepiest park in the world where there are a bunch of bronze statues of mutant children who seem to be on the verge of consuming each other or oh, yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, see, I thought they were uh, laughing at Fox Mulder for some no, reason. They're coming to consume you. Yeah, innocent, innocent Darren once again sees the beauty in the world. How many episodes do we have to go through, Darren, before you see the world as bleak and dystopian as me and Bo? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's basically the sculpture version of Attack on Titan. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it right one of these days. My my optimism is dying more every day. Yeah, don't don't work. Good, good, mate. Excellent. <laughs> your, your, your statement warms my already dead heart. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. To paraphrase George Carlin, fuck yeah. hope. Um, That's right. <laughs> so. Anyway, but so Doctor Doctor They and Fox are, are meeting at this creepy place, and he's he's giving him uh, a little bit of a finger wag, which is hilarious. Uh, which is kind of funny, and and Mulder is like, you know, why are you doing that? God damn it, that's weird. <laughs> and he's like, I, I, you should be uh, ashamed. And he, but then he's like, but then again, I mean, who's ashamed of anything they do? <laughs> and so he goes around. And he's just like, yeah. And I mean, the public doesn't know what's even meant by the truth. So much less what the true things are that nobody can seem to tell the difference between what's a real fact or what's an objective reality and what's just bullshit. So Poco. And yeah, yeah. Uh, He's like, whatever the kids are calling it. He's like, they, 
getting all their news on their goddamn phones. And, I, I agree, <laughs> goddammit. I like to cut your jib. <laughs> Tell you what, uh, yeah, you got the diabetes? Uh, I, th- I think we can be friends, goddammit. Um, yeah, the, the crux of the conversation is basically fake news. Yeah. So, yeah, and well, like I say, we've said it many, many times, but they go around the different elements of what actually constitutes fake news and how easy it is to believe. Yeah, and also uh, making the point too that, like, hey, who's going to be, who's going to dig, who's going to make the effort to decide what's news and and what's not news? Like, the consumer of that news isn't doing yeah. that. Like, you don't you don't have to try to like use a, a crazy beam or anything. That all you've got to do uh, is so a little bit of uncertainty. And I think he says, like, all you need is uncertainty and a laptop, yeah. and you can, uh, you you can change the you know the world. Uh, and then he says, you know, our current president said a profound thing, and Mueller's <laughs> like, well, you know, what's that? Goddamn it! And he says, uh, uh, what is it? It doesn't really. Nobody matter. knows for Did sure. I fuck up the quote? Yeah, nobody knows for nobody sure. Nobody knows. And for he asked sure. him what he'd say that about. And yeah. he's like, I don't know. I just said it. <laughs> um, yeah doesn't matter and uh yeah it, it but it, it's one of those things where it's like oh yeah i see where this episode has been mm-hmm. going and and this is very much like dr they laying down like hey here's the theme of this episode kids but it's also a really well done conversation and it's really thoughtful about the idea of fake news it's not pointing a finger it's just saying Look how easy this is. Look how easy it is to not know the difference between what's real and yeah. what's not. So Mulder taking this information goes back to meet Scully. Uh, and they once again end up in this. Like, I don't know how many times you end up. They always seem to end up in this garage. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get it right? Go, Go on. on. Uh, and then they bump into their buddy again who has managed to escape capture evasion uh well Mulder actually bumps into him and you know uh, reggie sometimes starts going off again about doctor day and all the rest but then someone from the shadows with the voice of scully wait a second it is scully appears she has solved the crime ball she's solved this mystery this mystery is about to be put to bed she lays it down by the way you're not in this high school reunion book because you didn't actually stay at the school all that long. You kind of dropped out and then you went to join the army. And yeah, you were stationed at Grenada, but you had an accident there and ended up in the medical ward. You were not actually uh, working in the medical ward. And then you had the series of different government jobs. I love this montage scene because it's basically the same set. Yeah. And he's sitting at <laughs> the same desk yeah. and all that changes is the logos. I think that is very, very, very funny. Even at the bit where he starts waterboarding someone, which is not funny, but is immensely funny. Um, but he leads through all these different jobs, all the different departments he works for, until he actually starts working with the NAC. And as part of his job with the NAC, he wiretaps phones, which, once again, fake news, fake news. Um, so he's wiretapping phones. And he just so happens to stumble upon the conversation that we heard uh, about squatching. Uh, and we are led to believe that maybe he has listened to a lot more of their conversations, maybe in the past. Uh, and this is how he knows so much about the X-Files. Um, and not only that, he kind of had a little 
nervous breakdowns, so to speak, or a little incident uh, where he became so disillusioned, I think is how Mulder describes it, he becomes so disillusioned with public service that um, he gets committed and he's escaped. And that's who these guys are chasing him all this time. These <laughs> guys try to take him back to, to what? the funny th- one of them with an honest-to-goodness butterfly That's amazing. Send them back to amazing. the booby hatch. Well, and it, but it, I think it's worth pointing out that at the, the scene where, in theory, you know, he kind of breaks with mm-hmm. reality, it, the, it begins with him, you know, at the NSA, listening to a conversation of somebody saying, yeah, he's really going to drain the swamp yeah. and get rid of yeah. all those <laughs> Goldman Sachs people. And he just looks so miserable. <laughs> yeah. And then he he flips over to Mulder and Scully, and Mulder is you know, I, back about thirty five years ago, I was on the Mogo Go Go River, <laughs> and I was fly fishing, uh, and uh, and he just starts smiling, you know. And uh, I didn't mean to cut you off if you want to continue the thought, but I thought it was worth pointing out. Like it is yet another like. Oh, just more of this goddamn Trump yeah. shit, and then I I can't do it. Like mentally, I have taken a vacation, which is where the episode begins as well. Of Mulder saying, "I had to get away yeah. from all of this." It was you just went too much. you went yeah. full circle, and to be honest with you, it's where a lot of people are just now. It's one it's one of my like big regrets of social media now is that I cannot on at any time switch on any version of my social media without seeing a Trump post. It's, it's everywhere and it's exhausting it's actually physically and mentally exhausting um, and I love how they link that back in um, and of course he, as soon as this is all explained out Reggie something or what's his name Reggie Murgatroyd Murgatroyd yeah. um, the guys pull up in the Ecto-1 wagon I like that and linking that back pull up and they're like that come on Reggie to go back in so he starts getting the jacket on he's having a laugh with them all the rest and as he you know like Fox is like yeah we'll keep in touch and he's like that yeah sure you will uh, <laughs> no you won't <laughs> no you won't uh, so he's getting like but then Mulder says like you listen you sit because er, earlier on in here Reggie mentioned something about the last case that they worked together and he asked him about the last case they worked together this is where I hand over a bow who will be far more eloquent than I ah. <laughs> uh, someone just so... found <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> what an excellent day for an X Files recap. Um. So yeah, uh, they they are investigating uh, a crash landing in a field, and it turns out it's the Voyager probe because they found the uh, the gold record inside that you may remember from the excellent John Carpenter film Starman, uh, and the use of uh, satisfaction, <laughs> but. Uh, as they're investigating that, uh, an, uh, spaceship zooms down Mm -hmm. and an alien who also looks, he's wearing an Elvis outfit and, but it's like the jumpsuit and the sequin jet or like cloak kind of Elvis era. Elvis didn't die, but Elvis just went home. That's right. Right. (laughs) Uh, so this alien comes down an escalator, gets on a Segway that is somehow right beside the <laughs> stairs, and kind of does that like 
Leroy Jetson <laughs> over to him. And and is like, uh, hey, we got uh, you can keep your, got your music sampler. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then, I mean, we get the real finer point on it where the alien is like, look, um, we're going to put up what you might call a wall <laughs> around your solar system. When he's speaking now, now, he's doing the Trump like, okay. Trump hands. Thing. Yeah, Trump hands all the way. I was talking about just an amazing touch. But but he's speaking telepathically, so his mouth isn't exactly. moving. And <laughs> you he, aren't sending your best people. <laughs> right, and that's what he gets down to is that quote of like, you're bringing drugs, you're rapists, and some of you, I'm sure, are, are, are fine people. <laughs> um, and it's really funny. And he's just like, look, I, you know, I'm you're going to be fine. Uh, I'm going to give you a book about your human brain. Mm-hmm. That is called All the Answers, which is also pretty terrific. <laughs> and um, he also says, like, we're we're afraid that you're going to infect the, the rest of the universe with the one trait that's unique to humanity. And it's that you yeah. lie. And we can't have that. So here are all the answers to your stupid <laughs> questions. <laughs> And we're going to fuck off. And he jumps on his Segway and <laughs> goes back to the ladder or the escalator or the stairs and just climbs back up and off they fuck. <laughs> um, and it's pretty great. Like, it's this real, like, you know, turning Trump's words on humanity mm-hmm. uh, kind of situation, which is deserved. Oh, and as he's going up, he actually does the bing bong bing bong yeah. bong uh thing that trump did which is just because <laughs> uh, it's just it, like it's almost like uh uh darren morgan saying uh like hey just in case you miss this remember when he did the most racist shit you ever saw a president yeah. do <laughs> um it's it's terrific and 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 so like all the the spaceship fucks off and um Mulder is opening it up and he's like there are no more X Files and Scully's like sure there he's like no all the answers are here even <laughs> like, no and then he goes yeah he goes no it can't be <laughs> and literally falls to the ground pounding his fists and kicking mm. his legs and uh. Richie something says, you know what, Mulder, you're getting this all wrong. The point wasn't find the truth. It was to find yeah. each other. And uh, he said the only way that this trio, that the, our feelings for each other could ever be broken up is if, I don't know, someone just came up with some way to replace memories. But that'll never happen. <laughs> And Scully's about to be like, Reggie, I... And he's like, hey. <laughs> I know. And he... Yeah, he kind of nods at Mulder, like, not in front of the kids. And is like, I know. Uh, yeah, it's... Oh, it's so good. Um, And then Mulder hugs him around the waist. And then Scully hugs him, too. And as the scene... uh, We, we cut away from this fanciful scene... I wanted to give yet another shout out to actor Brian mm-hmm. Husky 
who at the end of this scene just starts rubbing his head like Fox Mulder's head <laughs> as not like even a child like he's kind of going after him and it's really funny like I wonder if as soon as the camera is cut if David Duchovny just didn't crack up uh but it's really funny it was a nice little like man I wonder which take of this mm -hmm. was and and how familiar they really were because he's touching his head in a way that you shouldn't touch a person <laughs> without being like oh you know we sleep in the same bed every night um so uh we cut away from that and reggie something is taken away to the spotsnitz uh medical facility which is a reference to a, a kind of psychology mm -hmm. and um they're uh, left alone in this. And car Skinner park. comes out. This is brilliant. <laughs> Skinner comes out, and goes like that. Where are they taking Reggie? <laughs> yeah. And there's a oh, goddamn <laughs> between Mulder Mitch and Even he's in on the comedy. Drop that golden one liner. Freaking brilliant. Um, and then we jump back to. The, are we, we're back in the cabin, aren't we? Yeah. So not even the apartment because the continuities can't just be like I don't know why it bothers me so much that we can't get where Mulder lives right, um, but it really annoys me. Um, and Scully comes out with uh, her jello, uh, which is uh, in the <laughs> she's done in the shape of the Bigfoot cast, um, and sits it down, and they're both going to eat it, but Scully stops herself. She's not going to eat this jello, and why is she not going to eat the jello? Because she doesn't want to ruin the memory that she has. Some things are best left as your memories, and your memories you you tend to tart them up a little bit, you tend to spruce them up, and uh, they tend to be a bit better. People tend to remember the good and not the bad, and that's what she's saying. Like she tries it there, there's a chance that she won't like it, and um, she won't do that. It's kind of whimsical, nice way to end the episode because Fox Mulder also finds out that the episode that he thought was a Twilight Zone was not a Twilight Zone at all. <laughs> so that's <laughs> what she said at the fucking start. Goddamn Scully. Yep, always right. It it was from a show entitled The Dusky <laughs> Realm. Uh which is pretty great. Um so uh yeah, and then that's kind of the end of the episode, and you know, ending with uh, with Scully really saying, you know, like as you said, nope, not gonna eat it. Uh, don't care because I don't mm -hmm. need to know. You know, I don't want to know. I want to. I want to. My memory is yeah. good enough. Um, and there endeth the what I will argue. We'll we'll get everyone's <laughs> opinion here in a moment. What I would argue is the finest episode of this season. Uh, and possibly any season of the X Files, quite frankly. <laughs> um, I know I, I just genuinely thought maybe maybe it's a reaction to just how down yeah. uh, the previous episodes have been. But like this would have been a good episode in any season mm -hmm. of the show. Uh, but given the amount we've been getting punched in the face by the show lately, uh, it, this feels like a particularly welcome. Yeah, I'll return. I'll, I'll yeah. jump on that as well. I think it's it, I said at the just before we started recording that I think this is better than Mulder and Scully meets the Weir Man. Um, I, I I genuinely do because as much as I had fun with that and I had fun with the flashbacks and the story and the different telling and Reese Darby is amazing. Um, I, I look, this to me 
is just better writing. I think the writing across the board is just better and it's poignant. And, you know, I don't know if this one will actually age all that well because of how 2017, 2018 this episode is. I imagine given five, ten years, uh, Mulder and Scully meets the, the Wear Man will be the better one that will last out. But in terms of the kind of short term, time period it's the best and you are right I think the writing is of such a high co- calibre that those great episodes that we mentioned earlier on that Darren Morgan has written I think it sits comfortably amongst those phenomenal episodes I think it was absolutely fucking brilliant yeah I, I'd have to say that was my favourite episode I've ever talked about with you guys on this show there we go alright uh so there endeth uh, season eleven, episode four, uh, and I always screw up the name of this episode. Was the uh, the lost? Don't tell me. <laughs> the lost art of four. That's what. All right. See, Duncan was going to get it wrong. <laughs> Damn um, Mangala effect. <laughs> folks. Uh, thanks for joining us, as always. Uh, although I uh, I have been your uh, honored host for tonight's proceedings, let us kick it around the room a final time, uh, so that the rest of the folks here can uh, can tell you where they can be found. And uh, Darren, as always, let's begin with you. Um, where can people find other stuff besides this show? Aside from here, you can find me on two other wonderful podcasts on the Legion Podcast Network. I've got my my own show, the Psycho Semantic Podcast, where we talk about more stuff sort of like this, but a lot more annoyingly political. Um, and I am also now the co-host with Vanessa McHenry of the VD Clinic podcast. Yay! Yay! We do literature and movies and talk a little bit less about politics. <laughs> Both Great. on legionpodcasts.com, iTunes, and wherever else you download your... Uh, and iTunes. Uh, we just got on iTunes as well. Nice. Thanks, nice. thanks to the, the strength tough, of this show. Tough to get on there, but... Uh... Uh, it's all who you know and uh, who you're willing to marry. Exactly. So it's a different world over there. Um, Duncan. Yes. Name one of any of the shows you do. <laughs> I'd really do one at the moment out with this, to be honest. I get, yeah, I guess that's right. I, yeah. I have I have reined a lot of the madness back in. Uh, so yeah, Podcast Under the Stairs uh, put out arguably one of the funniest episodes we've ever done this week. Um, by the time you hear this, it still should be the only episode out, but knowing my turnaround the shows, there's a chance there's another three out since. Um, I just don't know what's going on this year. It just seems to be, they're flowing out me. Uh, but yeah, you can, the most recent episode is uh, Baz v Horror 36. It's Baz versus uh, the Masters of Horror, Stuart Gordon, uh, where he takes on Reanimator and From Beyond. Um, come with an oxygen tank to, to help you. You will need it when listening to that episode. Uh, and once again, thanks to my, my fantastic co-host here. And uh, yeah, this one has slowly redeemed the X-Files to me. I just get the feeling we are about to drop off the precipice again. And dare 
Dunk, Bo Cole, or Dare Dunbo uh, Cole will have to face off against another shitty one next week. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm feeling that way as well. Uh, all right, uh, folks, if you want any more out of me, um, then you can head over to legionpodcasts.com, uh, where you can find such programs as Horror Hangover, in which we take kind of a deep dive on a movie that maybe isn't so good, but is at least interesting from a uh, backstory point of view. Uh, I think we have decided that the next episode will be uh, Life Force. Oh, uh, love that movie. I, I kind of do too. Um, but it's not good, but it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just Life Force. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have to take it on its own terms. The movie that almost uh, destroyed canon. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and Toby Hooper, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, there's that. There's Hero Hero Go Show, which will be landing this weekend, uh, which will have uh, X Day as its feature, uh, as well as a, uh, quick, uh, co-hosting segment with, uh, court Psyops, who is joining me in what we have called the G spot <laughs> to, <laughs> to talk about, uh, Godzilla raids again in a much more electric guitar solo kind of way. Um, what else? Uh, the Shotcast, the video game uh, uh, podcast. Also, if you go over, over to sdfgaming.com, this is o- only slightly off-brand. Uh, sdfgaming.com, you can see uh, kind of real-time videos of me finishing or on my journey to finish uh, Assassin's Creed Origins in a series that I have uh, keeping very much on brand, have called Assassin's Creed Bo-rigens. Uh <laughs> so it's basically just me uh killing hippopotami. So uh that'll do it for this episode. We will be back next Friday uh to talk about the I guess inevitably terrible next episode. Uh but uh big thank you once again to uh our host, Doug McLeish. Yes, that's me. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Don't know. He doesn't usually do Why? this. He's changed it. He's changed the format right at the very end. We always well, sing I... out. We always go out in a song. You know that, Bo, and now you're changing it. No, I'm. but I'm just working my way around to say, like, hey, let's give you one last opportunity before we do the good night, uh, and now you fucked it all up. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but I thought, yeah, I thought we usually break into song at the end, so I was just expecting us to do that, but... yeah. And now the end is near. Oh, we've heard that one before with many voices. Yes. Uh, But shut up now, Duncan Wilson. Duncan Wilson, (laughs) fuck you. See what you've done to me. Darren Wilson. Thank you, thank you. I am looking forward to trudging through the shit next week. Excellent, excellent. All right, Uh, thanks again. We'll see you next week, everybody. Say goodnight. Good night. Good night. Hey, I gotta start it. MCs get caught it. Off, you soft. Dinosaur Junior will run it for the ruin ya. But in places, hey, this is fat way this. I portray this. Photographs so the last laugh. It's mine, you're behind. For the mind and for the soul. That's how I roll. 
now I hold the mic that my life depended on it. I'm doing a bond. My lawn gets watered and I'm apart from whackness. I'm separated. Did you like how I spike the ball? Despite your all, you can come bite a small portion. There's more in the vault. Hawks have a vault. I alter your brain pattern. Binge. Yeah, it's my fault. I sustain better blitz. A word hurts. Help me, damn me. The speech will do me to me. I'll just me. No simile.